is Nick Briggs, and you're listening to Traveling the Vortex. <laughs> Traveling the Vortex. We've joined the Doctor as he travels the Vortex and landed in episode number 144. Justice will be served. I'm Keith. I'm Glenn. Oh, I'm, did I make it? Am I on time? <laughs> <laughs> Sean's back. Welcome back, Sean. Hey, it's good to be back. Are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I'd be saying that if I was in Hawaii. I uh... Yeah, strangely enough, I didn't. I, I missed. I missed being home. Hawaii's wonderful. It's a wonderful, wonderful place to visit. I, I don't think I have the aptitude to live there like Eric does. I really don't. Mm-hmm. The whole time I was, I miss Mel. <laughs> I wonder what the guys are doing. <laughs> oh, they're recording a podcast without me. That's what they're doing. When Keith's not answering the voicemail number. <laughs> if we were all there, though, you'd be all right, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. if y'all come, so then that would be We all just have to move, move to, Hawaii. to Hawaii. That would be totally different. So. Yeah, sounds good to me. <laughs> How was your week? I'm sold. <laughs> good. I'm bringing up my notes because uh, I did a lot. Because it's been a week and a half. Oh, yeah, it has. I feel like I haven't seen I, you guys I, in I, forever. Uh, I didn't do as much, so I'll go first. Okay, go ahead. Um, well, mine's going to be quick because I have it all my thoughts written down, so... Okay, well then, if you, if no, you, no, if go ahead. Are you ready? You got your wall go painted. I got my wall painted, but that's coming up. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> Spoilers. Spoilers. Uh, well, last week I mentioned that I had like 20 minutes left the perks of being a wallflower to finish. Mm, yes. And it was really good. A little bit more somber than I remember the book being. Um, but other than watching shows that have been coming back, went to the Renaissance Festival on Sunday with uh, Sarah and her brother, and that was pretty good. And then Sunday night, watched Silver Linings Playbook. Which I've heard is good. It is really good. I didn't expect to like it, just because I typically don't like what most people nominate for Oscars. <laughs> and Because Keith has no taste. I'm sorry, Country from Old Men, or No Country from no, Old Men. No, you don't use crap. that one, because that's that was absolute you, crap. You, you used that as fodder, because you knew I hate that one. No, because that's the most nah, obvious one of them. Like, no. You know I was going to come to the defense of most... Most Oscar nominations Some of and winners, and then you use the one that I absolutely, <laughs> emphatically, I mean, let's be honest, disagree with. Glenn and, got spit on, and over apparently, that. <laughs> somebody that was in or worked on the film sat next to us at Burger King and uh, spit his food at me. I don't know, Chrissy. I'm still not laughing. I, 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 <laughs> but it, we are. <laughs> it was really well done. I was there's a lot more humor to it than it in it than I expected. Um, Silver Lines Playbook. I forgot yes. what we were talking Silver about. Not no I, country from it. There's no I, 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 don't, I don't know if Jennifer Lawrence exactly deserved the best actress win, but re-looking at the list, I don't know who else would have been better. I just don't think it was a great year for best actresses from what they nominated. So she did a good, she did a good job, but I don't know if that was the strongest performance I've ever seen of an Congra- actress. Congratulations! In a year of mediocrity, you sucked worse or less than less other people. Than you sucked else. least. You sucked least. Yeah, that's why much. they don't hire me to do anything professionally. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the voice of the Oscars. Well, I wish I had something to say. <laughs> Look at all that gold statues down there. You know, in some countries, those are actually chocolate. You've got to peel the foil wrapper off. Uh, but 
other than uh, uh, Renaissance Festival Silverlands Playbook, we got our wall painted. We got a call Friday. <laughs> Seems anticlimactic now. <laughs> it does. It was Sorry a, it was a much bigger event than later. Later. This, this was. He can't do things out of order, order. Thing, except for watch Doctor Who. Out of order. Yeah, we that's can do that real well. Out of order. We can do that's that. That's why real everything well. else in his life has to be linear because we have so screwed him up <laughs> watching Doctor Who. Every time I sit down, my OCD hackles just come off. <laughs> <laughs> I got a call Friday. I didn't answer it because I didn't recognize the number and I was in bed. But he was like, uh, <laughs> he was like. Yeah, this is a uh, blah 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 from the uh, apartment complex. I was gonna come by around one ten to clean, paint your wall. He was supposed to schedule in, in advance. <laughs> he was giving you three hours. So <laughs> I got on the phone with management. and I said, I don't think so. I have a giant ass w- giant bookshelf. <laughs> Sorry, I'll let that one slide. A giant <laughs> bookshelf on my wall. It ain't being painted today unless you want to paint around it. So and by giant ass he means he has a big donkey in his room. I, I have a giant donkey. Um, I had to move I've the donkey. I've pictures out. of this bookshelf. He's not supposed no. to have pets. I had to so get rid, had to get get rid, rid of, of the, the pets. donkey before <laughs> before it, they could come in and paint. Is it a pet or with today's gas prices? Is it mode of transportation? <laughs> <laughs> so I spent Saturday taking everything off the wall, everything off the bookshelf, everything off the DVD shelf. Getting everything off the wall so they could paint this long wall in our apartment, and then was able to put it back on Monday, and that meant last night I got to reorganize the bookshelf. I was very excited. I really can't feel for you having to take everything off the bookshelf and move your your, your big ass bookshelf because I Actually, I have a big ass. Did bookshelf. you just did you just <laughs> drop it on the left and right? He, he lets it he lets it go. Well, and once you, you said go. it was okay, I, no, I didn't. Say it. I said I was going to let that one slide. Let well, then you said it twice. I was referring to a donkey. Oh, hey, it's available. You, you can have it on a, prime time now. <laughs> no, I can't fix that one. Yeah. Anyway, my bookshelf it, it was, is so much larger than yours. Standards for a family show eight, higher. Pre eight o'clock. I like usage. to set our standards for a family just show le- just yesterday. Just yesterday. All right, start over. <laughs> I'll leave and come back in again. Surprisingly, I was able to get ninety percent of the bookshelf of the books underneath my end table. I was a little dismayed by really? that. I did really good Tetris. <laughs> <laughs> But I, and, and, I'm going to call shenanigans on that. I want to see you do it because there's no way you put all those books under that table. No, I said 90. percent There's no way you put 90 percent of those books. I'll see. I'll dropping fast. 80 percent with 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 them behind the book the the end table, and then only like two small stacks in front of the wall. I'm still going to call shenanigans no, on I that. I did it. I should have taken That's, pictures because yeah, that was pretty should, yeah, impressive. I don't believe you. Now. I'm looking at it now, going no way. Uh, I did extend up to the top shelf, which I've talked about leaving empty before. And how I reorganized was I re I integrated all my nonfiction. Oh yeah, the uh, Game of Thrones books are <laughs> up off the floor. Yes, I was because I was waiting to put them on uh, the shelf. Uh, I re are I these in- alphabetical by author. author? Good. Everything now, my nonfiction aside from cooking, cooking doesn't count. My nonfiction and graphic novels are included in there also. The only thing that's separate is my book series that have multiple authors. That's separate on its own at the end. Graphic novels are also alpha by author? Unless it's an omnibus. Well, 
if it's a series, like I have a bunch of Spike graphic novels. Omnibus. Those are like seven. Star Wars would all be under Star Wars, or yeah. Doctor Who would all be under Doctor Who, etc. Yeah. But Watchmen is up because there's only well, and, I suppose technically now you could get before Watchmen. But I don't have that one. You don't have that one. But and the Serenity, I think I put up with everything else. No, I didn't. No, that's them. But yeah, like some of like the Get Fuzzy is up with whatever that author is. <laughs> and so now I, I need to finish hanging pictures, and it's good to go. Oh, the other thing. It looks great. Thank you. It does. It's a nice, pretty blue. It's a very pretty blue. It's not Tardis blue. It's not Tardis blue. It's, um, it's a little darker than I expected it, actually. I don't know. It's, a, it's almost a seventh time. No, oh, it is, is not. <laughs> you quit ragging on my doctor's Tardis. Uh, the other thing was I uh, picked up blind bags for the 50th anniversary doctor, mini fig doctor line and got two Peter Davison's. Because our local shop. Didn't you call it blind bag variants earlier? Is it because they're primarily variants in there? The, they're, they're all variants they from all variants. the box set that comes out. Oh, okay. Now there's actually a 50th anniversary box set of all the variants, too. <laughs> Who'd you get? I got Peter Davison, the doctor. We, got, we, we had four, and we were like, well, they're a bit more than the normal one, so we're just going to get two, and ended up getting two Davisons. Oh. Okay, so I was the one that chose to put which two to put back. So I guess that's all your fault. Unless they were all four. They were all. They were all. They were all fifth doctor. The entire <laughs> box was just a random. Um, so the the I'm, I'm trying to wrap my brain around what you just said. The blind bag variants now are is also all available. Doctors, they're all doctors. They're all, there's no the, companions or monsters. No, and, yeah. Oh no, because oh, oh, now, see, now I'm interested. Go, yeah, I'm interested in yeah. too. Because now I got it's a chance all to get eleven doctors. Is it only one in a bag? One in a bag. Well, and so they're all you different outfits. Shot. <laughs> uh, two doesn't have a jacket on. Uh, one slightly different. I, I wish I would have said. Where are these at? You uh, got Brits. it in Kansas City, didn't you? No, Lawrence. Brits. Um, four is wearing the burgundy outfit. Sean, you need to wear those. I think I'll get right. I'll on come that. in and buy I them. The bigger and they don't look like you're selling who merchandise, and they'll let you buy more. The bigger disappointment is. I'll send my friends. Eleven is already available. Oh, they're all here. It's a green. He's. It's the green trench coat oh, instead oh. of the purple. But I already have the green trench coat. Of three. Of no. Of eleven. Eleven. Oh. That, oh that's the, how, the, that's the, how they the, vary into the, the that one. New, the very new. And like it's some are very subtle, like fives and nine is a different colored shirt. So I guess the problem is that we need to start buying some of these mini figs so that we actually have trade value that we can mm. go after them and say, oh, you've got a, you've got a Davison. I've got a extra well, such there and was such. The, I think it's... I don't know why is, we're not doing that anyway. Is Astro Kitty the one in the comic shop in Lawrence? Mm-hmm. They had some that people traded in. Oh, really? Yeah. They, they did, and when we went... Because they, they had Series 1 one time when we went in. And bought one. It was one we already had, so we traded it in for one that we didn't have. I think that was when we got the eleventh Doctor without a coat. That's cool. So that's that's what you should do at Mister Stock. Yeah, I'll get right on that. <laughs> no, do it. Go get right on <laughs> it. Don't say that. Here's his advantage. First, he has to get the eleventh Doctor or the the eleven Doctors blind bags in. First. I have no real power. That's a good point. I just closed this door. That's pretty much it. <laughs> That's pretty much it. I am now a key holder. Are you the gatekeeper? <laughs> Vince Clortho, key master goes your hand. I feel right. like Vince Clortho right now. <laughs> What'd you do, Glenn? Uh, yeah, pull up your notes. Let me get my list here. Have you started Game of Thrones yet? I have not. 
unfortunately. Because I'm, all I'm this close Doctor to 65 Who stuff away this week. So. All right, here we go. Uh, Monday. Yes. That was an itemized list. It we is itemized. Trouble. Uh, watch City Lights with Charlie Chaplin. Continuing my AFI's top 100 films of all time. Ah. Highly, highly recommended. Even if you don't like silent films. Because I know a lot of people are turned off. First of all, there's a good number of popul- the population are turned off by black and white films, which is absolutely mm-hmm. evil. But yeah, Keith is one of them. But No, um, no. The fact that people are turned off. Oh, by oh okay. <laughs> no. Yeah, people are turned off by black and white films. I wouldn't films. have gotten too much it, to do if it was. It irritates the heck out of me. And um, but anyway, yeah, shame uh, on all but of but, a, but a lot of those people are also turned off by silent film. It is a phenomenal, phenomenal film. Uh, Tuesday, obviously, picked up Iron Man three um, and watched that. And some of the special oh, yeah, specials that. on that, special uh, bonus features on that. Um, and then just I popped it in and watched it because you know what? It's really good. It's not as good as the first one, but it's much better than the second one, and, and it's just really good. That night I watched the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. debut, which uh, I watched the second one tonight. Can't say too much about it because, unfortunately, we would spoil Sean, who has been off the grid and didn't get a chance to see either episode yet. Um, But it's a phenomenal show. I say phenomenal. It's really, 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 really good. I won't say phenomenal because somebody's going to shoot back and say, well, this is what's wrong with it. It's not the Citizen Kane of TV series. It's not perfect. No. But it's great. It it stays with the, um, the Marvel... Uh, fill the essence that has has been put forth by the films, don't you? Agree? Yeah, yeah, I would agree. And I don't, I don't know if I'm as high on it as you are, but I also see the Joss Whedon potential lying under the surface. That oh, I know it's got a lot. Of, it's got there. a lot of Whedonisms. It's just got that weight of Marvel on top yeah. of it, and, and it's that early Joss finding his feet still that I've seen in so many of his shows that I just know that in time it's going to get even better, See, so I'm not it. as high on the horse because I know it's going to be really, really awesome once I, it gets I almost didn't want it to completely go full out out of the gate because and I want it to be able to develop and get better. And, and, if, and if the first episode is that phenomenal, where do you go from there? Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. And then it becomes Monster of the Week. Joss is always a slow burn and unfortunately... Today's TV audience isn't. That's why all slow, of his stuff gets canceled on Fox. Yeah. But what he's got going into this is the weight of the fact that it's it's, it's, it's already an established. It's, it's genre. Marvel. It's ABC. He's not. He's not on Fox. Finally, yeah, that, that's the, that's <laughs> the key if, one right there. If, if what ABC, is the show I'm going if for? Once upon it's a time, is still on, on the air. Agents of if, Shield is going to make if it. ABC holds on to Last Man Standing for three <laughs> seasons. They, they really ought to hold on to Agents of Shield for oh, a long time. It got such high ratings for the first episode. It did. It dropped it was, off thirty four percent this week. Though, yeah, but that's, that's not to be. That's not a surprise. I thought the second episode was much better than the first one, even. And and, and I just stated oh. the first one was really, 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 really good. The, the thing the second episode has for it is it's not as introducing everyone still. That's true. There's no yeah. Well, pilot. But now we're now you're now you're developing well, actually, them. What we did is we introduced the individuals last week. We introduced the team this week. That's so, true. So. It's a very uh, do, weird. Do, do they explain uh, spoilers if you haven't seen the Avengers? Do they explain why Coulson's alive? <laughs> yes and no. That's all I will say. Okay. Yes, You'll no. understand when you see okay. it. And it's that, right out the gate. That's it's okay, right out okay, the gate. Okay, cool. so, I loved yeah. his entrance. Okay. Yes okay. and no. And it's wonderful. Um, and then, and, and you almost feel let down by the explanation the first oh, time. No, 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 no. It's worth it. <laughs> yes and no. <laughs> okay. Okay. And, and the, the surprise cameo that was in the first episode that I didn't know was in it? Oh, yeah. Book. Book. Wrong glasses in it. Oh, really? In it, yeah. yeah. 
Sweet. And oh, course, that was a big squee moment. <laughs> <laughs> and Kobe was in the pilot, which you said you knew that she was going to I, be. I had, I had only she heard was. that she was in the first season periodically. I think uh, th- I think that might have leaked during Comic-Con when they ah, did a show. Okay. Um, this week, there was a super surprise guest. So <laughs> make it what which, you will on that. Which they hinted at so much about. Uh, I'm going gonna, gonna, gonna to call it. I haven't seen anything on it. I'm going to call it. Nick Fury shows up. <laughs> You can't do Agents of Shield without Spoilers. Sam showing up at some point just to just to show up it's and great. deliver it's great. a witty line and, and then and walk off. So. Actually they kinda of played their they kinda of tipped their hat or tipped their hand as to who was going to be in it because the Agents of Shield logo on the preview right before it had an eye patch on it. <laughs> well and, and people were talking about it ahead of time and teasing, make sure you stick around yeah. after the credits and so, I when ABC said that, like, too, yeah. they said when they were run the previews, they said, make sure you stick around for the after the credits. They said after the credits. It's not after the credits. <laughs> it's but just the it will be, last commercial. It probably will be yeah. when they put them on the season on DVD. But, yeah. Uh, moving on. We talked enough about that. Luckily, Sean hasn't seen it yet because then uh, we would have talked even, even longer. longer. Um, Our new podcast, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Wednesday, I watched Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. again. I forgot to write that, I write that down. <laughs> I did. I watched it the next morning, right after. I was, oh. And then uh, Thursday, I watched, okay, another phenomenal black and white silent film, Buster Keaton in The General. Oh, my gosh. This I think is, I've seen clips of that. I this is a fantastic film. film because of just the sheer, I wish they could do this now, but I know insurance and whatnot, safety concerns and everything. Buster Keaton was always, and a lot of his films are this way, but this one just is done so well because he's a he he's an engineer of this train called the General, and he wants to en- enroll or he wants to enlist. He's in, he lives in the South, so it's from the Southern Army perspective. But in fact, you know they're the heroes in this one, and the Yankees are the antagonists. But they uh, he wants to enlist, and the guy at the enlistment center, without Buster Keaton's character knowing it, uh, tells another guy off, you know back in the office that, no, he's more important as an engineer. We need him as an engineer. But they don't relay that to him, so he's distraught because his, girlf- his girlfriend, the girl he's dating, wants him to... She said, she tells him, I don't want to see you again until you're in uniform. And so he's that's why he's trying so hard to get in the Army. In the, in the, yeah, the Army. And so the, through the processes, and I'm not going to go too far because I don't want to spoil it for anybody. I want them to watch it, but the Yankees steal the general because they're going to take it and they're going to blow the bridge and then the, the south the southern army can't the confederates can't advance into the north and the north can come down and pretty much you know win the day and buster keaton gets on no they, they yeah it gets on another train and chases him so there's a train chase Ooh. on the rails and it's just one thing after another after another as far as these, these fantastic stunts and things they do with these trains and just the, 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 the sheer perfect timing of all of the things that they do in this, this movie is fantastic. And it's such an enjoyable watch. So I highly recommend that to, as well. Uh, again, that's on AFI's top 100 films of all time. Um, we finished up <laughs> our uh, ABC's Back to the Future on, uh, I think it was Thursday. Some and of us were a few days later. Our last one was Z, obviously, because it's the last letter of the alphabet, or Z for those of you in the UK. And so I thought I was being real clever because my Z was the zebra print, or actually zebra <laughs> carpet in uh, Biff Tannen's Pleasure Palace in the alternate 1985. And so I chose a shot where he has pushed Elaine down to the ground, and she's on the floor, and 
I make my little screen cap and I put it up and I, I send it. And my high school science teacher <laughs> comments on it. Bit of a costume malfunction there. I'm like, what is she talking about? So I get on in there and look. Nip slip. I Serious? could not believe it. I could not believe it. I still have a copy of it if you want to see it. I took of it off I of. It. I took it off <laughs> of all my feeds because you know, I'm not that kind of guy. But if you're curious, and I kept it for posterity because I've never seen this put out there on the internet that this has happened. I just happened to catch that one frame, and I watched it back through, and you can't even see it when you're watching the movie. Huh. But you just, now you just happened to catch it. It might be a right. trick of the way I took the picture or something, but it's obviously now. Let's let's. Be honest here; it's a prosthetic nipple because she as is wearing. Well, that, that was clearly, my next question because well, yeah. she's clearly not wear, wearing real. A, yeah, well, <laughs> well, they're not right. hers. Well, they're not hers. Yeah, <laughs> she, but she's clearly wearing a prosthetic for that because she's obviously the characters had some augmentation there. So um, obviously because they paid for them. But um, so yeah, it, so it's in fact it's a beige nipple. It's not really even. Red. So I, I, I hmm. assume that it's probably just quickly, boom, brief, boom, hit there and nobody noticed it and it passed on and nobody has noticed it since. But maybe I've found something I should create a meme so out of. In, 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 <laughs> in 25 years of Back to the Future, nobody has seen this. No one has seen this. And, so, and again, it might have been just a. Um, anyway, so uh, yeah, so I, my apologies to anybody that might have been offended by my last <laughs> post. I did take another shot and repost it in its place, so um, that is up there now. See, I was really curious because I saw the repost and then your comment about wardrobe malfunction, and I got all excited going, oh, I wonder what happened. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I got to it quick because my science teacher. <laughs> Thank you, Mrs. Faust. <laughs> uh, oops. <laughs> and then, of course, I decided after that I could have used that for any number of letters. <laughs> I had all kinds of them running through my head. O for oops was... was <laughs> one of the very least of the ones I could have used. Um, anyway, N and T and all those kind of came to mind. Um, and then, uh, then, of course, Friday Night Who, we watched Scream of the Shalka at uh, Mel's yeah. and Sean's. But Sean wasn't there. Sean, wasn't there. Sean was on the phone when I got there, but Sean wasn't there with us, so... And you did join us. I this did week. join us you, through uh, Daily Motion. Watched on Daily Motion. The miracles of <laughs> commercial breaks. <and laughs> I started skipping the intro and the outro just to try and keep <laughs> up. And but then all of a sudden, in the middle bad. of the episode, here's a thirty second clip. I was like, really? <laughs> no. Uh, that was a lot of fun. And then Saturday, we put up our Halloween decorations. We went to in the evening. Went and saw my niece in uh, Shrek the Musical and she did a fantastic job. She actually plays five roles. She wow. plays young Shrek. She plays young Fiona. She plays, and she's a gorgeous singing voice. In fact, she, the, the, the Fiona scene, each of the, there's three different versions of Fiona. She's growing and she's being kept in the tower. And one is at the age of probably, you know, eight which is what age she is. And then there's a high school girl that does her as a teenager. And then the lead actress does it. And they each come out and do a piece of the song, and then they all three come out and do the, the song together. And she's got this fantastic voice, and she did such a good job. She also played Baby Bear, and she played uh, a dancing mouse, and she played Grumpy. Huh. And Grumpy is this little nugget of a small, small, small part that has this huge payoff at the end. And I won't say any more because you've got to see it. But 
Um, and it, it the the guys that I, I will I will say this I know they're not listening but the two leads well the, the Fiona the three leads Fiona was fantastic she did, she did a wonderful job but the two guys playing Shrek and Donkey oh my gosh they were spot on with the voices I would have believed it was Michael Myers and uh, Eddie, Eddie Murphy. Murphy oh my gosh they just had the voices and the intonations everything down perfect so that's what made the the, the musical even more enjoyable is the fact that you know this story well enough that you expect those voices and they nailed it. So kudos to them, bravo. And it uh, is sold out at this point. Yeah, it so. is. In fact, yeah. they added another night and it sold out like in three hours. So, yeah, no no chance of seeing that. Um, Sunday was kind of just kind of a, a moot day. Holly hurt her. Actually, she didn't get to go to Shrek because she hurt her back on Saturday and she's Aww. been down on her back for the week. Hmm. So we finally took her to the doctor today, and they're going to put her in rehab tomorrow, or yeah, rehab um, therapy, physical therapy tomorrow. Um, but she's just she's been on you know muscle relaxers and painkillers, and they're just they're what she making do? her do do? She does not know. Just something it just, went twang and... someday, <laughs> some sometime in the day on Saturday, she noticed it. Actually, I think she started noticing it Friday, but and then Saturday just continued to get worse until she just couldn't get out of bed she couldn't get up and so I was just it was a mess because she'd have to get up and walk around to kind of try to loosen it up and, and she couldn't sit for any long periods of time so oh it's been crazy but anyway so that's been most of that week and then and then of course uh, oh there's one other thing oh and then I watched The Great Mouse Detective this morning because I got in a Disney movie so oh nice I guess we shall mention that we're, we started two New photo challenges. This we month. did start two new photo challenges, and please, listeners, join in if you want because it's a lot of fun. Uh, Rachel is doing thirty-one days of Halloween, which, if you want to include her blog in the show notes, I will do. You that. can yes. find the list. It's uh, she has a list of each day of what you're supposed to choose, and then Brittany's doing the ABCs of Star Wars. Yes. Which I will be doing both of them. I'm, I'm, oh, okay. I'm you started Halloween. I did start Halloween. I, I did not do. A certain C for Star Wars because I thought you would do it. <laughs> I, 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 I decided not to. I didn't know if you were going to join in. I'm going to join in. I'm trying to decide if I want to say anything or not. Uh, I'm because I'm, I'm what three days behind now. But I am going to join in. But I, I had kind of I'm going to do this, 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 and this. And I'll be honest, you really. I didn't plan on doing it, but yours was at at for A, and it was just like. <gasps> That was a really I had good no one. idea what I was going to do for A until I just randomly chose. Well, there's a lot of A's. Oh, yeah. I mean, there realistically, is. There's, a, there's a gazillion A's in the Star Wars universe, but just something about Ad Hat was kind of like, oh, man. You do ATS, dude. I could. I thought about it. But then I decided I'm going to go in a completely different direction. I'm going to do something that I don't think anybody's going to do. Nice. You might, but. What did you do? I haven't done anything yet. For A. Oh. For A. Are you done, but I, well, I, I have a plan. Have I have an you overall seen plan. My a yet? I've seen, yeah, yours was ABCs. Yeah, the ABC, was, yeah, Adventures I, in ABCs. And I was going to be really upset with you if you just went through the book. Dude, you got a map. That's cheating. I saw that and I thought, you know what? That's the perfect beginning to this whole yeah. thing. So I was like, okay, I'm going to do that. But, um, yeah, I've kind of got an overall game plan for the rest of the month now for what I'm going to do for the Star Wars. So Perfect. I'm kind of excited nice. about it. Uh, that's it. I'm done. Uh, and then, you, yeah, we covered the... Uh, and we're going to cover what Sean did this week later in the show. Fair enough. Okay. Or, I guess we could do it now. I, don't I, don't I, I, I just figured we were going to do it now. But, okay. Nah, let's do it later. Uh, we'll do it later. All right. Well, let's to hear move from me on anyway. to News. Uh, on Saturday, 
before and after the episode, the first episode of Atlantis, a new show on BBC. They aired some stingers, which they previously promoted as teasers. Which neither teased nor stung. Nope. We got a new hashtag, though. I, I like the fact that they have a hashtag for it. Oh, that's another thing we didn't talk about. Today, the, the news dropping that One Direction has chosen, apparently November 23rd, it must be the day their album's coming out, their next album's coming out or something. I don't know Saturday. too much about it. But they now the hashtag was trending one D, uh, November 3rd, 1D Day. And so, so One Direction is trying to make that One Direction Day. And so <laughs> a bunch of Whovians got online and we've started trending a hashtag that uh, is hashtag November 23rd is Doctor Who Day. And so we've kind of been bashing on the one D daters, and uh, I did not yeah, see that. so I'm quite disappointed with the fact I can't. I've been, I've been, I've been, I've been tweeting, tweeting. I've been tweeting that. All I saw day. you <laughs> tweeted a couple things, but I didn't. <laughs> well, but re- realistically, one one D day works. One doctor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but there's two in that, at least. Doesn't three, matter. Possibly three. Name of the doctor. Um, so actually, they are all still or day, day, of, day of the doctor. They're still all one the doctor. doctor. They're all one guy. They're all one guy. Yeah. So um, one D day works. Yeah, but if you're just not no. a One Direction fan, you just don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> the point is, I like the fact that it's November 23rd is the uh, is the Doctor's Day or Doctor Who Day because I want they them to doctor. know that they they could have chose 364 days of the year, any 364 day of the year, except for maybe May 4th, and it could have been. <laughs> Any of those days, and they they landed on that day that's the most important. Somebody tweeted out, you know, has One Direction been around uh, for fifty, 50 years? years. <laughs> I don't think so. We're claiming seniority on this one, <laughs> exactly. So anyway, that's what's going around. The hashtag wow. for Save the so, Day reminds me. So of. what BBC released ahead of time was that viewers can look forward to at some points an all new trailer that is specifically written and shot for the episode. Yeah, I didn't see that the day that the Stingers ran. And so everyone thought that was what we were going to get, but it wasn't. Yeah, no, that was actually, well, that 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 you're reading I saw posted after everybody started coming down going, that's it? That's all we got were these Stingers? And then they posted that supposedly. See, I had seen this posted before. Oh, maybe they just reposted it then. Yeah, so hashtag and Stinger. Matt's voice, though. Yeah. It's really cool. I'm not going to use that a, hashtag. When you when save the day, yeah, why not? I'll, hashtag day of the doctor. <laughs> well, hashtag, hashtag 50th anniversary. I like save the day. Actually, save the day is to be is is using. I, I like it because it's, it's a clever. Promotion. It's a clever double thing here because it's like save the day. The doctor saves the day, but it's also like a save the date that you use for like yeah. weddings or planning for things you say you know you send them a save the date invitation that says you know something's happening yeah, on this day so i like the the idea that it works two ways save the day save the day it, it could work a third way cuz the name of the episode is day of the doctor and save the day could mean that it's in trouble and you have to log on to your to thing twitter and, you have to on. you have to send us money to save the day because the doctor may not come on oh we need God. your pledge drive it's a doctor in the stress. what else is in the news <laughs> quit quit and quit Encouraging him. Uh, the BBC, Doctor BBC Worldwide, um, announced back in July that it was going to try to take the special worldwide, and now they're saying seventy-five countries have signed up to broadcast it simultaneously, wow. including Are we one BBC of them? America. Okay, <laughs> cut to the chase. Get to the important part. Space, here. 
ABC. So it'll be on here at what, about noon or one? Um, I didn't realize the whole time you were in Hawaii that they don't uh, observe daylight savings time. Oh, I didn't so know that either. We were only five. Because remember I said, aren't you like six hours behind us? Well, before you left, I said you'll be like six hours behind us. And you said, oh, it's five. Oh, okay. So I kind of did the math in my head. And I thought, okay, I just must be off by a time zone. And then I realized this week, oh, or I didn't realize it or read this week that Hawaii does not observe daylight savings time. The only two That's states, why the sun sets at six. The only two states that don't <laughs> are Hawaii and, well, you're far enough south that it wouldn't set at six anyway. It'd be more it's like 630 or 645. 615, 617 really? it went okay. down. Yeah. Hmm. All those beautiful sunset pictures. Six o'clock. Wow, I'm surprised as far south as I is. was too. Hmm. Anyway, so uh, I, I, I didn't mean to interrupt. Sorry, <laughs> I don't have a Where time. were we? Uh, in, in addition to television, over 200 cinemas around the UK are set to simulcast the episode, and they <laughs> are. S- I don't know about that, um, but they are saying a bunch of US ones are going to also. No. Fathom Events presents. So okay. if it's Fathom, I, I'm fine I, with it because I, there's I a chance checked, we will get yeah. it. Here. I checked Fathom. Oh, wait. They haven't done it do yet. Do we do Fathom? Does Regal do Fathom? Yeah. Okay. I couldn't remember. I, that I, I that thought it switched over too, but no. Now, if you lived in the UK and you wanted to go see it in the cinema, would you have to pay for it? It doesn't say. Because you've already paid your TV license to get that yeah. product Perhaps for free. Perhaps you're paying for the 3D. Yeah, but you should be able to see it in 3D on TV too, right? And, on a, and it isn't going to be only if you case. have a 3D TV. Well, yeah, but I mean, still. So I don't need to get my red and blue goggles out. <laughs> no, it won't be red, blue, 3D anyway. <laughs> I watch them all the time. Everything's 3D. <laughs> it's uh, Wizard of Oz was in 3D, man. Yeah, it just was actually. It was. So that, that, that remind me, work <laughs> remind <laughs> me to tell you something off off air. <laughs> It's not a something. It doesn't work that way. Can't talk. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess it says hundreds of cinemas in the UK and across the world. Still doesn't say. I hope it's here. I hope it's here. I hope it's here. I hope it's here. If it's here, we should totally organize something. Uh, definitely. Most definitely. All right. Maybe we can work to bring it. Here. What's yeah, up next? Maybe we can sponsor I'm anxious it. to hear about his trip. Let's get through this. Tenth uh, Doctor Puffin ebooks details have been revealed. Derek Landy. Will write the Tenth Doctor story, the mystery of the haunted cottage. <laughs> Apparently, uh, Landy has penned the Skullduggery Pleasant series of children's books. I'm not familiar with that. Me neither. You know who I'd like to see write one of these? Lemony Snicket. That'd be a dark book. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, didn't that author do one? No, it wasn't. Artemis Fowl. Have you read any of the series of Unfortunate mm-hmm. Events? No, oh, man. I haven't seen the movie when I found out that Jim Carrey was in it. Oh, it's good. So, the movie's really good. It was rumored back before they, when they were announcing this line that J.K. was going to write one. Do we still think she's going to do one? Well, they're running out. Will that be 11? They're running out. She's got too much on her plate, I think. Well, yeah, I know that she's doing those movies. <laughs> she got right out and started working on that. <laughs> Uh, Steve, Stephen King could do Let's it. See. He could knock one of these out in I, the afternoon. Oh, I get the yeah. impression they're all British authors. Oh, he's British. <laughs> it's actually pronounced. Are Stephane, you saying J.K. isn't British? It doesn't work that way. 
right. And then finally, uh, we've previously reported that the Tenth Doctor will be uh, revisited, will be still on Earth and Journey's End. <laughs> the Tenth Doctor will be revisited. <laughs> yeah, well, that's true. Uh, the BBC special will air, uh, but we now have a date, October 27th, kind of expected, the last Saturday of the month. I think it's a Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a Sunday, the last Sunday of the month. They have been doing Sundays now. Now? I think they've been doing it all along. They? Oh, couple, no, no, that's right. They before. did start out with... Oh, you're right. Yeah, it was, it was Saturday. It, it wasn't until about. who came back that they moved it to right. Sunday. Oh, you're right. So, right. Stolen Earth Journey's in. Yep. They're going to do all of the end episodes, aren't they? That's, that's not doing. the end. They're doing all of the end episodes. It would be in the time, otherwise. No, and... and Nobody uh, counts that one as the yeah. end. <laughs> Oh what! Oh, let's say end we of knew the what, series proper for that. No, doctor. it's uh, Impossible Astronaut Day of the Moon for eleven. Specials. Well, you're right. That's <laughs> the beginning of one, but they can't do his end one because it hasn't aired yet. Hasn't aired. <sighs> That's it for news. Cool. All right, should we talk about his trip before we go to feedback? Since feedback, we'll probably have to do with what we review. Yeah, we want to do our. Feedback, no, reviews, let's, and let's go to him. All right, Sean. I thought we should have gone to him before news anyway. I can go last. Yeah. Let's get through the Doctor Who stuff. All right, that way, if I ramble, you can yeah, cut me true, off. Because I can edit him easier. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You have a feedback, song? <laughs> I don't have a feedback. Are you kidding me? Keith, you have feedback. I don't have a feedback. Oh, I thought you were going to surprise us. That would have been the ultimate. That would have been, that the, been the jab. Because yeah, what I, that? You, already, he already, you already got a touche from him because of your feedback last week, your feedback song last week. I spent all my creative juices that, last you, week on the creative as, as evident by the opening last week and this week. If you'd have done one this week, though, you might have crippled him enough that he would never do one again. That's true. So I'm, I'm glad you didn't, I guess, in retrospect. Hindsight's 2020. I'm glad you fixed that for me. <laughs> where's, your, where's your feedback song, Glenn? Yeah, you should have done it this I week. I have never promised to do this feedback song. I've never you said, hey, I'm going to do the feedback song. I only said I was one of these do days when I say I'm going to do a feedback song, then I will well, have to come through and do you a know, feedback in fairness, song. I've done a feedback song. <laughs> Keith's done a feedback song. You've also been to Hawaii, and we haven't been there yet. So. <laughs> it's not really podcast promoted. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're making it this week. <laughs> oh. See, the same argument works with we've been to Galley. Well, that's true. <laughs> <Come on. laughs> that's true. Uh, first up, feedback is Holly. Holly writes, hey guys, great last podcast. Sean, hope you had a fantastic time in Maui. Thanks for all the photos that you posted on Facebook. Keith, loved your feedback song. A little bit uh, of a tangent before my review. Cabaret, I've had the chance to see this performed on a number of a number of years ago at the university I attended. Like I, like Keith, knew little who was... I, I knew someone who was in the play and went to support them. I was completely blown away by the performances and how it was done in such a little space. The theater it was performed in was on the small side of it, and a couple of years later, they rebuilt it and added more stage. I have yet, I still have yet to see the movie, and that is one on my list to, uh, that is on my wish, with list, that is one on my to-be-watch list. On to the review. Night of the Whisper. It was great to have Jack join in on the action. Nick Briggs did a great job of getting the Ninth Doctor and Jack's annotations down, as well as Eleven's. We get a reference to Bad Wolf. Did not see the twist coming with McNeil's daughter being the Whisper. I enjoyed this. I enjoyed this audio. Spoilers, Sean. And Bless really you. didn't have to get have much more to say about it. 
Only a few more until the the story wraps it wraps up in its entirety, and I don't have an idea as to how it's all going to tie together. Looking forward to hear your thoughts and everyone else's. Holly from Wisconsin. Holly, well, I sort of thought the same thing, and I'm, I'm not going to, like I said, the bit or at the uh, whatever the phrase is, at the uh, um, behest of uh, <laughs> jumping into this too soon. Um, I thought I, I'm thinking the same thing about this. Was we have these little nods of the I, I can only imagine that it's only we haven't gotten a thread like we have with the Destiny yeah. or the uh, Prisoner Prisoners of Time. Time comic book. I, I can only imagine it's all going to tie together in eleven stories. I would hope so. I thought of that too because I've just kind of worked under the assumption that it's going to tie together. <laughs> Maybe it's not, but <laughs> I don't know what it was. Something about the way this one came off. It was like, well, he's it's important. Just trust me on that. And they kind of just kind of glazed over it, and went on, and I thought. Maybe it's not going to tie. Maybe because I mean, if you think about, we've got the uh, the radio transmission from the you know, and then we've got the the transdimensional whatever they were on the planet in the second Doctor story, and the the, the more I think about it, the more I think <laughs> nothing's lacking. I, 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 I don't think there, I don't think there's any kind of inner I mean, Doctor Who could pull it off. Anybody could. Well, but, you sure, know, but sure. But they're going to surprise us. I hope so. I, I certainly do. do. But we'll get there. Up next is Chrissy. Chrissy writes, Viva New Vegas. Dear Vortex Boys, since Keith brought it up last week, I have no strong feelings one way or the other about e-readers. I do own a Nook, and the reason I have a Nook and not a Kindle is because I got a $50 Barnes & Noble gift certificate for Christmas a few years ago, and that helped offset the cost. And I love that I can all... I love that I can... I assume she meant put all kinds of books on one little device. But... I own a lot of hard copy back books as well, and I don't see that changing anytime soon. Thing is, e-readers are like iPods. When I got my first iPod, I copied all my music CDs to my computer and loaded them onto my iPod, and then I didn't have to deal with the physical CDs. But the only way you can put a book you already own on your e-reader is if you buy a digital copy of it, basically paying for it all over again. I didn't want to do that, so I'm keeping my hard copies. Plus, I find it easier to concentrate on a physical paper copy of a book. But that doesn't mean I don't like e-readers. Not to toot my own horn here, but when my patrons come to the library wondering how to borrow ebooks, most of the other librarians look at me to help <laughs> because I'm really good at showing people what their e-readers and tablets and things can do, and it's just a lot of fun. Plus, ebooks are cheaper, but you have to remember that you've already bought them because it's easy to forget when you don't have a physical copy of the book on the shelf to remind you. Anyway, I like both digital and print copies of books. Both have their uses and roles and information. And since a lot of people bring it up, digital books are not going to kill off print books. Just like radio, movies, TV, and the internet did not kill off print <laughs> books either. And it didn't kill off libraries either, in spite of everybody panicking about it. Seriously, people, just calm down. But that's a discussion for another day. So quick question to Chrissy and our listenership in, in general. I My mom keeps going on and on and on about an e-reader of some sort. She's very envious of the iPad. She just, every time I pull it out, how much did that cost? What, what, do, you, can you, can you, what can you do with it? So I'm thinking that I may just bite the bullet and buy her an e-reader because she's getting to that age where she's got the funny glasses and everything and, you know, she's going to do this business with the books. And she loves to read, but she hates the fact that she's got to get the gargantuan print. Not Mm. large print, gargantuan print, (laughs) which are few and far between. You don't see many of those. And so I'm kind of thinking I'll just buy her an an e-reader for Christmas. She doesn't listen, so I'm safe saying this. (laughs) Spoilers, Ma, if you're out there. Um... 
But my question to you is, which one does everybody like? You know, should, should I should I go with an iPad? Should I go with a Nook? Should I go with a Kindle? What's kind of everybody's thought processes? I've Ultimately, done just a little peripheral research on it, but I don't know that keep much. in mind. Keep in mind, my mom is I'm the technological Neanderthal who came from a technological Neanderthal. So <laughs> keep that in mind. I think you're certainly addressing this to the listeners to to respond, but from my knowledge of things, uh, and it's very limited because Holly has a Kindle and she really likes it, and I have the iPad. Um, but it really kind of depends on what else she wants to do with it. Because, I mean, if, if she's just going to be an e-reader, then it probably makes more sense to do a Nook or even a Kindle, even maybe one of the lower, more affordable ones, because those have specialized screens that, that are, are much more susceptible to e-readers and, and <clears throat> books, uh, you know, white page and print. And, and just they, they, they design them specifically to be like looking at a book essentially, and, and not having a lot of... Unfortunately, when you go to the higher up with the tablets, the iPad, the Windows, the new Window one, all of the Android ones that are out now, you basically you're going for functionality as far as apps and things like that. If, so if you think she's going to do more with it than just an e-reader, then I would step up and I would say get something that's going to have, you know, internet capability and other things that she might, you know, free up from being on front of a computer and doing. I mean... Yeah, see, she doesn't really. No, see, so the, I mean, she plays might, games. She the, likes I, I, that, that Activision well, she, the, the happy app. Medium, she loves that. The Happy but. Medium might be something like the Kindle. I'm not saying do the Kindle, but like the, That's kind the, of where I was the leaning, Kindle Fire but, HD because no. you have that app capability because there are games and things like that on there, and you can browse the Internet, but it still ha- it's, it's still more fine-tuned to be a reader and has a little more subtle uh, readability to it. And pretty so. much any of them you can increase the font size, right? Yeah, I believe so. I, I, well, the Kindle app on my iPad allows me oh, to increase the yeah. font sizes. Um, but yeah, you can send me your thoughts to at Vortex Sean. Uh, <laughs> just send it to me at Twitter and, and let me know what you, th- what you think. Say that that's a Twitter. That way, it's a short. <laughs> you only got 140 characters to sell him. On. Actually, no. You can send you can send me emails to Sean at Traveling the Vortex. Right? We all have individual yeah, we ones. You just connected your account while you were Oh, you did? Yeah. Uh-huh. You were never checking you go on the emails, vacation? and it just like filled up our drive. And so I couldn't put the show up last week because your email box was full. So we just disconnected your account. You can send all those replies to Glenn at <laughs> TravelingTheVortex.com. <laughs> Mine was full because of all you keep you telling people the thoughts and problems of Sean are not part of the box. <laughs> That's why my box was full. I stopped all these fanatical, rabid people you were sicking on me. It was about, too, too many lawyers sending yeah. <laughs> Cease and desist letters. And then there were paternity suits of galore. <laughs> oh. Anyway. Anyway. Uh, so, yeah. Send, send, me, uh, send me your thoughts on that and let me know. Uh, uh, Chrissy continues. Lisa, were you ever in the Harry Potter fandom? I only ask because your theories sound a lot like some of the detailed discussions I used to have on forums and things back when we were agonizing over the huge long wait between Goblet of Fire and Order of the Phoenix. I suppose a lot of fandoms do that, though. But I can appreciate the thought and care you put into your theories. Well done. I'm glad that you moved back to Prisoners of Time Review, because, well, I don't have it yet. And apparently nobody does. I've been running around really busy this week, so I don't know if I would have had time to review something else, but I do have a few thoughts on Night of the Whisper. So here we go. Uh, Just as a quick note, Chrissy, I was explaining to the guys, I checked very carefully when this comic was supposed to come out, and I thought we were in the clear, and then they informed me, no, we're not. So uh, you can thank the guys for that, because I'm the one that screwed that up. So they they, they caught me. Well, normally it's last Wednesday before, last week, but for whatever reason, they pushed it back. I don't know. 
Night of the Whisper. As cool as it would have been to have Billy Piper or John Barrowman read this audio, Christopher Eccleston would have been cool as well. But I also want a purple unicorn that poops $100 bills, and we all know that's not going to happen. I think Nick Briggs did a fantastic job with it. His ninth Doctor voice was really good, but I was especially impressed with his Rose voice as well. His Captain Jack was okay. There's always room for improvement. He got just the right amount of humor and carefree attitude with the Doctor, but he also put enough of the darker qualities of the Doctor in, and I really enjoyed that. Beyond that, is anyone surprised that Captain Jack was on the committee to nominate New Vegas as the most debauched world, or whatever that award was? I'm only surprised Captain Jack didn't get the Doctor to take them there sooner. Maybe that was going to be for nine seconds season. Who knows? This is actually another one I've reviewed for Librarian in the TARDIS, so here's a link to that post. And we'll include that in the show notes. She continues, I promise I'm not trying to promote myself through your podcast. You just keep bringing up things that I've already talked no, about on my blog. put that one in the show notes. I'm tired of promoting her damn no. <laughs> Just kidding, Chrissy. Hope you all have a good week. Welcome back, Sean. I hope your trip to paradise treated you well. Chrissy. Is there a postscript here? No, just Chrissy. All right, it did that's... treat me well, and you'll get the film of 11. We do want to mention that uh, Dr. Phil sent in some audio this week, but we are holding that until our uh, Ninth Doctor Revisited discussion because that's primarily what he sent audio about. So, Phil, you were just uh, a little ahead of us here. So stay tuned for that in a few weeks. All right, well, let's move on and talk about... Knights of the Whisper? Knight of the Whisper. New Vegas. I'm not going to do that. (laughs) It's going to hurt my throat. Thank you. I don't think I could listen to it that long. 23rd century, a, sprawl, a sprawling city huddling beneath artificial atmosphere bubble on a distant moon. Pleasure seekers flock there from every corner of the galaxy to take in the shows and play the tables in the huge casinos. But beneath the glitz and glitter, organized crime rules the streets. I'll give it a dun-dun-dun. Is that, is that, is that the end of that? Yeah, it I was. dun-dun-dun. The first half of the actual... It wasn't a resounding dun-dun-dun, <laughs> but it was uh, it was pretty good. I, I figured it out, though. The That's wiki it. descriptions that I've been pulling is just the first paragraph to each of the actual oh, descriptions. That right? That's why they're so much shorter. Ah. And don't really sell the story at all. <laughs> so what do we think of Night of the Whisper? Uh, enjoyable. Nicholas Briggs was phenomenal. Um, I'm glad that they got him to do it. Uh, I got to thinking about it, and while Caroline Ford did a fantastic job, um, it, it really bothered me to listen to. This is no offense to women at all. I didn't want to make it come out sound that way, but uh, when uh, Tegan, um, it's the actress, Janet Fielding, Janet Fielding, Janet Fielding, I just I couldn't feel a lot of the characters because I just don't think she had them down, and not because she's a woman, she just didn't. Uh, because you turn around, India Fisher, I thought did a, a fantastic job in her in her reading portrayal. Um, Sophie Aldred did a great Sophie job. Sophie Aldred did a good job in hers. But Lala I just Ward did a great I job felt that if you'd have gotten Billy Piper to do this, I just I don't I, think she would have It's hard to say, properly. but I don't think she could have. Yeah, and I don't think she could have come and, Jack. And, that, and that's where I think he does the best is the doctor. The doctor. Yeah. Uh, I thought Jack sounded a little too period. Like he tried to sound too mobstery. And like really? mobster, right? That's, that's the I impression I got. Kind I got of a generic. I got kind of a generic American accent. See, I think the, I think the other guy Jack, who did McNeil would have done a better Jack. See, I, 
I, you know, when McNeil first showed up, I kind of thought, well, he actually does sound kind of like Captain Jack. I think that's just more because I, it's I, the American accent. I, I kind of I thought that. American maybe, maybe that's what it was. Maybe that's what I agree with you. He was awesome with his Ninth Doctor. The inflections, the, the, the cadence, everything that he did. The Northern uh, accent. The Northern yeah, accent. I think uh, that's what sold it the most, all, was all the Northern of that was, accent. Was, was real, I mean, yeah, he was no... He was no Fraser Hines, but you know, Nick, I would say he's the second best of portraying. Nick did a really, not, really, really good job with that. I thought his Captain Jack was okay. I didn't particularly like his Rose. I yeah, wasn't that impressed with his with, Rose either. With, the problem with that is, and and this is this is typical to be of fair, any wine as much. This is this is typical of, of any. Well, that's how it was written, not how he read it. Um, and that one scream that she let loose that was done in post. <laughs> it's like wow, he really got up there for that one. <laughs> This is typical anytime that you listen to a performer read lines from the opposite sex, but it seemed more so with Nick. And I think probably part of that is the fact that he doesn't he doesn't go far enough to attempt a softer voice for the female, for for, for, for Rose. Even for I thought the other uh, gals he was reading for that were either well the one in particular that was Wolfbane's girlfriend and, and the one that tricked Jack into, uh, well, trapped him. And he just doesn't do it soft enough with enough finesse. Now, I think he had her, and I'm not sure, forgive me, UK listeners, if I'm wrong, if hers is a Cockney or whatever whatever area she lives, she has kind of a dialect, you know, with the uh, yeah. the heavy... F- which, which he was trying to emulate. Yeah, which and, I don't and, I, and I, no, I, see, I thought he did emulate that just fine, but the problem is I, didn't, I still couldn't hear Rose most of the time, even though he was doing the right uh, accent and even the right inflection at times. He just... I just I couldn't hear Rose. It was the most difficult thing to hear in all of that, maybe because he was doing such a good doctor and he was doing a, an adequate Jack. Um, so I don't know, but I, I, I thought he did fantastic. He's, he's a great um, uh, reader. I mean, he oh, just yeah. he, 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 I was just enthralled by him, and and he's, he's a fantastic presenter. Now, he, he's, and you've met him. He, I have met him, <laughs> and, and I got all. He just had a birthday recently. I got all too. flustered, and yeah, it was just yesterday, wasn't it, or two a couple days, days ago? ago. And uh, yeah, but anyway, so uh, yeah. <laughs> huh? Yes. So. Um, oh, is that what it was? <laughs> no, already, not that. Already got oh. this show planned out. Oh, okay. Uh, the <laughs> music. He's had a couple extra days to think about it. it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what you're saying is, if we recorded late more often, we have a more polished product. <laughs> no. no, because I'm going to have to rush it out tomorrow because we were recording midweek. Uh, I'm sorry. Regardless oh, no. of that, it's uh, no. He's, he can't be sorry because he told us we were going to record yeah. on Tuesday, and then he pushed it off to Wednesday. But not, uh, and, and didn't even react to us last night when I texted him. Anyway, I, <laughs> he said he was coming back Tuesday. I knew we were going to record till Wednesday. Yeah, but just because you know that, and what he says we're doing, he are said two he was coming things. back. Tuesday. There's there's a, there's a story to that, which <laughs> we'll get to. Anyway, no, I'll explain um, why we didn't record Tuesday. Anyway, back on this. Um, I, I thought the characters were interesting in this. The one thing that didn't bother me about this is that Wolf Bane was clearly an anthropomorphized wolf. He was a werewolf. Wolf. He, was a werewolf. Well, he wasn't a werewolf. Essentially. He was, but he was a wolf. He was yeah. a, a man-wolf, essentially. Um, that bothered me a little bit, although I did like the the, the way that he's, his voice was portrayed oh, by, by Nicholas Bridge. I really, oh, I really, really uh, got into that. Um, the story's just pretty generic you know what i mean it's it, there's it's nothing to write home about but it's 
it was good. I mean, it was it was it was typical. Sean goes on. Sean's going to go on here to talk about how this I was very Batman, it. but it's not. It's, 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 it starts set, out Batman. It, it is set different. up to give that impression that that's where we're going. But then ultimately, when we find out that it's not, it, this vigilante is misguided and is you know basically attacking and judging anything. That you know the guy spray painting on the wall, yeah. and that's like the ultimate sin. You're not supposed to do that, according to the shadow. Any crime, and so, is yeah, any crime is by punishable death. by death. And so when they start to go down that road, they completely divert that, from that's, the whole. Batman and that's idea. I, I agree with you. That's when they spent well, off. Yeah, and yeah, so Batman doesn't kill. I, I mean, that's that, where they but, that's where they set up is is that it's going to be this comic book story, and it doesn't. It diverts which, completely from and, that. And, and, they, and then and they justified how it's set up too, and the fact that he he. Gave her the inspiration to do this by well, exactly. the stories and that's, that he used and that's to tell where, her. That's where it, I mean, even from that, it diverts even more when you find out that she's actually this. You know, she's been killed, but it's it's these. Uh, I don't remember what they called them. These little, basically nanobots that re, that, that, or the, I guess a symbiotic being. I got the impression it was cyber cybernetic, uh, symbiote being that, that attaches to their. Uh, I, I almost got like a uh, town called Mercy. Vibe from it. Yeah, sort of that, and then it attaches to them and kind of re and 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 but basically lives symbiotically <laughs> through the person. And unfortunately, she was dead or near death. Yeah, and, and so it corrupted so even more. It corrupted even more, and so not because only the is she, other being was yeah, not only dead. is she being affected, but the creed that the, the, the entity that took her over is also being corrupted as well. Oh, so it's not and Batman; so, it's Spider Man. No, no, it's so Venom. it's Venom. Yeah. Anyway, so. <laughs> And the fact that her dad had planted the idea of, you know, After she came trying to turn and, her yeah, into this vigilante yeah. hero. Um, but the corruption was, you know. They never really explained where she got her gadgets, though. It's true. They really didn't. I kind of I kind of assumed it was borrowed information from the, whatever this, I, I wish you could remember the I name. I can't remember what uh, it was called either. It's it not was, even on the wiki. Um, but whatever this species or, or being was that took her over. Um, I got the impression it was coming from it. So. Yeah, I think um, I think this was a great story for the Ninth Doctor because yeah, he, it, he toes that line of darkness that we're so familiar with, where he's kind of jovial at some points, and then he gets to that point where he gets angry, yeah, and yells, uh, "You stupid apes!" Etc. Et oh yeah, it, it was it's very so Ninth Doctor. It was very written, yeah, uh, as as the Ninth Doctor. Really it was well it was really well done in that respect. The rest of it, I think, was oh, it was okay. There were some nice references to Jadoon and Bad Wolf. Yeah. They did some name dropping. Um, it's it's ironic that we just we we've gone over a couple of times uh, with Brenda referring to Americanized, and, and oh. I brought up the fact that the motorcycles chase is what makes Doctor Who the movie. I wondered if feel you were touch on that. very American, <laughs> and, and then, then suddenly this. this week we're doing this motorcycle chase, which I thought was kind of ironic. It didn't make it feel Americanized, but it's in a different medium too. So well, it's on it's New Vegas. Hard. It's setting. Yeah, yeah that's true. It's, <laughs> It, 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 it was also kind of weird to me that I, I shouldn't be surprised by it, but there was previous all the previous ones there wasn't heavy sonic use, rightfully so. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then it was kind of odd to go into New Who and heavy sonic use in this range where I'm not used to having the sonic. Didn't surprise me. It didn't surprise me. We're in the right era now. It just <laughs> we weren't shy just, about using it in the it series, in the TV me, series, especially during the motorcycle chase. Of oh hey yeah, we're using the sonic a lot. Nice touch. Didn't spread. <laughs> uh, 
Um, I like how the doctor, the the future doctor, the eleventh doctor, we've presumed. Well, basically, they've, no. cut, they've cleared that up. And, um, and he made a pond reference. Yeah, so. exactly. So, um, well, we, they even described what he was wearing well, at one yeah. point. So I think we... we oh, I thought they did that in... They've done it previous times, Previous too. ones. They have. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. They even descri- that's what I'm saying. That, that's my point, is that they've already done that. So I keep, I keep saying we presume, but I shouldn't say that because we've known for a little uh, while okay. now that it's been the 11th Doctor. But I like the fact that he pops up on this vid screen, and you know, in, in New Vegas, because I could picture. I, I've been to Vegas a couple of times, and they've always got these, you know, fantastically large <laughs> Megatron boards that you know they have actual video on, which has always been mesmerizing to me. And I to- could totally picture the one outside of uh, Harrah's and that, that is on the side of their building, and that that's the one I pictured as he popped up and I thought, you know, I totally could see this in my mind having been to Vegas and, and expecting New Vegas to look exactly the same thing or or even more gaudy. I, I expect more gaudy. It would look a lot like current Vegas with um, Coruscant flyers. Yeah, yeah, yeah pretty much. That's yeah. kind of what I imagined yeah. with Actually, Coruscant. though, I took, I took the current Vegas uh, strip and just, like, did the little... You know, in, in Photoshop, we do the little clone thing. That's what New Vegas is. There's, I don't know. I'm torn on this one in a way because there's a lot that. Now I'm, I'm going to preface this by saying, um, because of my trip, which I'm not going to blame everything on this week, but I think I think I'm kind of entitled to blame some stuff on it. Um, oh, no, some stuff. <laughs> I. Uh, yeah, I kind of fogged out what we were doing tonight. That and the schedule change. You guys kind of threw me with that, but uh, boy, this, 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 was, is, this isn't what changed. Yeah, no, this was still on the. <laughs> and I, I specifically put this on the schedule because I thought, well, I've got that long flight. Yeah, I'm not going to be able to sleep on it, so I'll, I'll listen to the audio adventure and, you know. That'll take up an hour of that'll it. That'll take up an hour of it. Give me, you know, all right. An hour down. Yay. <laughs> Did you notice this was an hour and 20? Yeah, it was a little longer. It's a little long, and I didn't think it needed it, really. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, of course. Now, admittedly, there was there was a lot of time early on spent with Rose and being a waitress, and them exploring that that they probably could have cut down on, which felt very school reunion. Like, oh yeah, we've, but, we've already but, done that, but you know, not but, until later. Well, yeah, but chronologically <laughs> for her, right? Yeah. Which I guess, if you retcon it that way, it's kind of maybe extends to why she's so angry at him in school reunion <laughs> because it's like this is the second time you've made me do this. That's true. But um, <laughs> I think school reunion she has a little worse. <laughs> so, um, hey, I think Martha got the worst end of one of those. When oh, well, that's she true. Was there for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> and had to be a lower class. Should have, they should have done something. And then she walked the earth. Got nothing on and Martha. then she walked the earth. Yeah. That's right, for a year. <laughs> Forever. Um, that doesn't matter anymore, but she remembers. She, and the book's only going to cover half of it. <laughs> half? A third. You, you didn't hear that. that. Dab Abnett's writing the story of Martha 2. <laughs> <laughs> what happened in that second year? No, the next six months. So you got to the Batman part and then didn't do any more. No, I did. Fell asleep. No, well, I yeah, I did because because of uh, everything. And I, I like I said, I put this on the schedule specifically so I could listen to it on the airplane on the way home, and then didn't. It just kind of slipped my mind. I got the I got sixteen the, hour trip and you forgot yeah, the whole time. Yeah, I forgot. I, well, I got I the notification that the, the schedule has changed, and my brain kind of went, "Okay, I'm not going to worry about it." <laughs> 
And it, it literally was not until tonight, about an hour and a half before the podcast was supposed to go on, Mel looked at me and she says, are you recording tonight? I said, yeah. She, and then th- th- that's when the alarm bell went off. I was like, what are we doing tonight? <laughs> so I went and looked. And I'm a walking zombie today. I'm worthless. I went and looked. And I was like, oh, it's that audio adventure. Okay. Hey, wait a minute. I haven't listened to that yet. <laughs> so I sat down and started listening to it. And I may have zoned in and out on some of it. I got all of the beginning and I got the end. And I got pieces in the middle. And everything else is kind of fucked. Like until the, our pre-show when Glenn said it was a genetic cyborg mutation uh, Android thing. I, I didn't know that. So it apparently, kind of the basis of the whole story. Yeah, apparently I missed that part. What, what did you think? I want to hear from somebody that actually has done well, their homework I, entirely I, through I, all the ways and doesn't have an excuse that went to one. It wasn't okay. It, it, it wasn't the best of these range, but it wasn't. It wasn't anywhere near the worst. No, there was no. no space buffalo. I would yeah, agree. yeah. I would. I would it call was pretty it high up there. I would. I recommend that, especially if, especially having rewatched Bad Wolf Party in the Ways, and reminiscing, quote unquote, how good his run was, and this is just another taste of that. And I think it does it better than most of the than the novel I read. So, for those wanting more Ninth Doctor, this is a great way to continue it. Here's what I, I, I took away from this is, unlike when we did Being Human, you read Being Human, in, or as you did. I read almost being human. human. Being Human? Almost Human. Almost Human. Almost Human. Being Human's the UK TV You're show. right. Right. Almost, almost Human. We did that last time. We, that was the only thing that I have done outside of the TV series that involved the Ninth Doctor. And where Almost Human did that thing where we had Jack, Rose, and the Doctor, unfortunately we had separated Jack and, and had this weird side thing going on the for so couple long. Story. Yeah, and so there was just a lot of Rose and the Doctor. This, having everything really, to me, equally balanced and everybody having a role and a plot yeah. is, what, is, is what I imagine happened there between uh, the Doctor Dances and um, whatever Boom the... Town? Uh, Boom Boomtown. It's essentially the, the adventures that they're talking about at the beginning of Boomtown, where they're 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 making allusions to things that have happened, off, you know, basically off camera. That's what this this is where that's where this fits. And I would I want to I would love to listen to and read more yeah. stories that are that are like this in such a way that they they really play on that that uh, and more, and dual companion. Because realistically, unfortunately, sorry, sorry. almost human. Falls in that time it does, as well. Absolutely, it's, like, it's not as well done. It's but just, I, I, I'm hoping knows, that that's more the worst. Might be better. Exactly. I, I'm hoping that that's Garrett's the worst. Roberts. Yeah. No, the, 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 I thought the I thought the novel was fine. It just in wasn't. Fact, I enjoyed Almost Human. I think I gave it a pretty good review or a pretty good better opinion. Did, but. but the problem was, is I wanted more of that Doctor Jack and Rose, that, that, and we got Doctor yeah. Rose. And then Jack still t- babysitting the Neanderthal in the future. Yeah. That just kind of bothered me. But it was, it was a, cleverly it was, done. It was the a way clever novel. It. I just, just don't know yeah. if it was very repre- if it was encapsulating of the era and the dynamic. Well, and, may, and maybe the maybe the time in which they were written has something to do with that. Because if well, BBC is rushing those novels, which a, a lot of series do, if they're rushing these novels into production, they may have only gotten kind of the the, the show bible. Oh, and or some, some, foot, and not some footnotes about Jack. This is what he's like, and well, so that's what you yeah. go into that, and you write. Whereas this was obviously written this year, 
or, or you had the hindsight. You, you got had hindsight. More time. You had yeah, more time to, to, to explore it. You've had so maybe, a couple seasons of Torchwood that you could go back and reference as well if it really came to that, yeah. that you could go, okay, I know who Jack is. I so hope I we're just presuming. I hope we're just presuming because I, I think that's a good observation, but I hope we're just presuming and that when I go and read some more Ninth, Ninth Doctor audios that help, hopefully happens to have Jack with the you know the, those adventures in there. I hope they're more they're as well and equally balanced as this one is, and and I, I think as well done as this one is. Kind of more on the on the right page with it because the last Ninth Doctor book was released September eighth, two thousand five. So they were coming out concurrently so with they, the series. They would have been written before the show had come out, and probably depending on the author. A lot, a lot of the season might not have been shot yet. That's too bad. Star Trek does the Star yeah. Trek did the same thing with the Deep Space Nine novels and everything. And you know, you're just kind of given here's the list of characters. So, I mean, you don't it, quite get the flavor of the actual yeah. characters. <laughs> there's there's a, there's a lot to like about this um, with the way it's set up and, and and some very enjoyable things, especially at the beginning. There were a few little idiosyncrasies. Um, the, the cop when um, he's interrogating. Rose and he makes the comment about you know that we've got all this security and we've got this and we've got this and we watch you from the moment you set foot on the planet for your own safety and blah blah blah. Okay, but the, the planet's overrun with crime lords. <laughs> you guys really aren't doing your jobs very well. Then if that's if you're, I know everything about everybody who's off to the planet. Then go arrest the guy over there. You know he's a bad you know, guy. You know it's, it's supposed to be set in the future. But it had very much a 40s feel to it. Yeah. Well, I, I kind of wish they would have updated the feel to it, too. No, see, I think that's I think that was a calculated choice by the author, because here's why. As I think that they were using the, the future, but it was really, I mean, the idea was the 1960s Vegas, because there okay. was, it yeah, was overrun by corruption, than, and yeah. it was overrun by mob, the mob. Well, because you say 40s, because it was the mobsters from the 40s that moved out to Vegas and, and oh. basically moved operations. <laughs> moved from New York. And did what they were doing in the in the larger cities and yeah. moved out to Las Vegas. So that's why you... They you're, retired you're, in you're Vegas. On, you're on, you're, <laughs> on, I'm you're on the right track. Direction. That's just right 20 years later. Um, but yeah, it feels like 60s Vegas. And I think that worked for me, because yes, it's futuristic, it's new, but it feels like a... Um, a young Vegas, a young New Vegas. Does that make sense? Um, that yeah, I don't, I don't have to look presentable for anybody but you. But a young New Vegas, and so I kind of like the fact that Thank because you. we've got that correct corruption going on, that it worked. I yeah. think that that was that was kind of the track because I, I am kind of a I, I kind of romanticize Vegas, and this is this is terrible. Don't don't think I'm a bad guy, but I kind of romanticize the the '60s Vegas. I love. To read about and, and watch movies, you know, Ocean's Eleven, the original Ocean's Eleven, those kind of movies about the '60s Vegas, where the mobsters were, and there was a lot of those, you know, the the dark, corrupt, evil overtones mm-hmm. of of Las Vegas. I kind of when I go back to Vegas, you know, in modern times now, I often go there and I walk around thinking, you know, what this would have been like in the yeah. 1960s, you know, and what what Vegas really would have been in the in the the, the golden age of, of, of Vegas. And Vegas, Vegas in the '60s is is one of those. Almost iconic time periods that even if you don't know anything about it, you can fake it mm-hmm. because it just gives that. It's like England in the '60s, and or you know Woodstock, or those kind of just where you get just enough surface mm-hmm. flavor or color to go, yeah, that's where we're at. And and '60s Vegas is kind of one of those. Well, boom, you can do it. 
but it, because it's very it's very onion. There's very this is Vegas, but then you peel it back and there's this level, and then you peel it back and there's the corruption, and then you peel it back and then there's all the infighting and the monsters and the. You well, know. I think part of that is also because when you go to Vegas now, there's just shadows of sixties yeah. Vegas there. It it, it, it has still been cleaned remnants. up, it is, but there's just there's just this shadow or spirit of sixties Vegas there that still exists, even though you know the mobsters are gone and for the most part and. <laughs> Uh, you know, the, the, they've cleaned things up, and it's a lot more. How much of that cleaning. do you think is like still the, the 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 existing hotels and casinos that were there? Do you think that's think part of like the Rio I, and, I and some of those? I think it's very are? little because of the fact that well, Rio's new. Um, the 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 really the only no, ones. No, no, the, Rio, the Rio was around in the sixties. No, no, Rio's off strip, and it's. But Sammy Davis played there. Not at that Rio. <laughs> No, the Rio is new. The Rio is really? yeah, it's and it's based in Rio de Janeiro. It's a it's a it's a yeah, it's the new hip club. The Rio and the Palms, I think, is right across from it. But they're off strip. But, well, the Palms is an old one. Yes, no, they're off strip, no, but not, they're only block off strip. No, I mean, they're, the they're on the other side of the Palms highway. Is a, new, is a new one as well, relatively new one as well. No, the ones that are older, like the Imperial, that one certainly. Well, is Caesars. Uh, Caesar, well, Caesars Palace is has changed a lot since then. But right. Yeah. Um, the one that's the Stardust, which I think they just imploded. The Fremont, the well, Sahara, that's all, uh, the is Sahara, like is the, the one, one yeah. where uh, Sammy played a lot. Yeah, the Sahara down the other end of the strip. Um, Circus Circus is relatively. I think it came up in the sixties. The Aladdin's The one gone. right next to it. You're not. You're not thinking of. Uh, I know what you're thinking of. You're thinking of um, the one across from Circus Circus. You're you, you're confusing Rio with the other Riviera. The Riviera. That's the one you're thinking of. The Riviera Rio, is sixties. No, Rio's a, Rio's a relatively new casino, off strip, huh. basically. Um, but it, yeah, there there are still those little pockets in there, and when you walk by them, you look and you say, "This is sixties. And so that we're completely bored. Everybody's yeah, well, never been to Vegas. <laughs> Vegas is awesome. It's my second favorite city in the world. V- Vegas literally is the definition of it was a nice place to visit, but I wouldn't want to live oh, there. Absolutely, no. There's no I, way I, I could live there, but, Vegas, I, yeah, but I, 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 I would never live there. Never. I honestly, there, after I got done with my first visit, I kind of thought I'll never go back, and I've been back twice yeah. since then. So different reasons, but yeah, I would totally Vegas go back is again. So cool. I've never been, so you need to go. You should go. We should, we should. Road trip. <laughs> No, we're not driving to Vegas. Why not? No. <laughs> Wolfpack, let's go. No. Vortex, boys. I'll fly with you guys to Vegas, but I'm not driving. Well, Vegas. we don't have that uh, option anymore, do we? Not from here. Did fly, you hear, though, that... Fly southwest from Kansas City. Did you hear that uh, Topeka's getting a, uh, a shuttle oh, service to Chicago? Chicago, yeah. Unfortunately, not until the beginning of the year. Yeah, yeah. yeah kind of a <laughs> I thought the same thing, because if I could get... You know, if I'd gotten on that $5 flights when they had that glitch last week or two weeks ago, boy, I totally would have gone to Chicago. Or, uh, Tardis. Tardis. Anyway, back to this story. Back to this Good story. story. I'd rather hear more about Sean's trip. Yeah, <laughs> it was good. It was enjoyable. It wasn't the best. At least Sean all come down on it. did that homework. <laughs> he was there. He I was there it. for that. Maybe. How, how would you rate your trip? Is it a dun dun dun? <laughs> the most oh, epic dun dun dun. <laughs> it, was, in the it, world. it was. It was a fairly epic dun dun dun. You're not as red as I expected you to be. Okay, your arms are a bit redder. No one can see this. What's Eh, it's, it's still not that bad. It's well, peeling it's, it's a bit. You're peeling, peeling and blistering. That's why it's not bad. Both. Yeah, you you did bad. blister? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's not too bad. Yeah, that's after... I expect you to be lobster all over, so... No, well... just got the little pink we, we, on the so, Okay, so we, we went down, and uh, my brother lives in Maui, and so we went to visit. And you're a formal local. I learned this week also that even if you were born on the island, you're not called a native. Mm-hmm. Only... 
descendants of the Polynesian tribes that were, are born on the island Correct. are natives. That makes sense. That if you're born on the island, you're considered a local. Local. Right. That yeah. makes sense. So you're a former local. Former local. It's like Jaws. You know, when do I get to be an islander? Never. <laughs> <laughs> um, former local. And um, although I've never been to Maui, so uh, we went to, to visit and... I, 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 I debated how I was going to tell some of these stories because, as with the galley trip, there was a lot of, and then this happened, and we had to go here, and then this went on, and I knew that Glenn would be like, I want to hear about the beach. So I'm going to fast forward through most of the bad stuff that happened. Not that it was a bad trip by any stretch of the imagination, but keep in mind, I'm traveling with my mother. That pretty much just sums it up and says it all. I love my mother dearly, but... <laughs> So, um, we uh, Eric got a, has a friend that works at the Grand Wailea Resort, and so uh, he got a really good deal on some rooms. So we spent the first three days there, which is just down the street from where he lives, literally. Huh. Um, but you know, it's like cool, and they've got water slides and lazy river, and like seven different swimming pools that are all connected through little slides. And so you know, we spent three days in the water, basically <laughs> at the Grand. I was like, we're, you know, we're paying for this. I'm gonna go here. <laughs> um, then we went to stay with Eric, and um, no air conditioning, because it's the island life. It's all very, you know, big windows and this, that, and the other was thing. Was it pretty hot? In the middle of a heat wave. Mm. It was 90 degrees and humid the entire trip. I would trip. imagine the humidity would be the worst part. And it was like, man, for this, I could have stayed home. <laughs> <laughs> and then I because that's the thing, you, where are you going, I'm going to Maui, and you tropical breezes and you know it's all no what's interesting you say it's humid i wouldn't have expected that because like out on the west coast especially in the tropical regions like la and further down san diego or yeah san diego and further down when you go out there there's hardly any humidity and that's because there's constantly a uh west or east or a west wind that blows off of the the cool Pacific Ocean, and so even if it gets like up to you know ninety hundred degrees, it's still relatively tolerable because of the fact that there's very little humidity. At least for us, it's yeah. tolerable. Out there, they complain about the heat. Anywhere you live, the heat is heat. But when you come from a climate like Kansas, where it's humid, and even like it's seventy nine degree weather, if there's when you can cut you know, the atmosphere 90, with a knife, yeah, if there's like... eighty to ninety percent humidity, it's like oh, it's sweltering. But yeah, I, I expected Hawaii to be the same. Yeah, and, I guess and, I imagined it would be more like Hawaii. Uh, Florida, where it is more humid. Oh gosh, Florida is very. Florida, humid. But, it, Florida but then again, those west winds are blowing off of a warm Gulf. That's yeah, why it's, it's humid. There are. Yeah. That's not why it's humid because there's a lot of vegetation and swamps in Florida. But you don't get that cool down effect. Yeah. And part of it might be just air air comment. He says we're just kind of going through a heat wave right now. It's just it's just been warm. Um, but part of it might be where he's at too. Now I made the comment last time that Mau- the island of Maui is shaped like a woman, and I don't think I you believe finally, me. No, did, I finally, did you finally looked see at it. it. It's not. <laughs> It's it's They've like all, the top they, half of an old woman. I, I was I was thinking, yeah, not you know, the whole thing. No. It's just it's it's it's, it's, it's a bust. But it, and it's more of like a woman sitting to the side, like just posing. Yes. Yeah, it's yeah. yeah it's, that, it's not my description. It's what everybody if else I would have If I would have looked at it and I, I would have gone, hey, that kind of looks like the bust of a woman. I would have gone, just a bubbly island. But then it's when you say it looks like a woman, then I went. It's like a cloud. Somebody says, hey, that cloud looks like a rabbit. You look at it, and sure enough, you can see a rabbit. But you never would have seen it. You would have seen a, a gorilla. You know, I mean, seriously. So I, I just, I still Maui think that's is shaped like a gorilla. <laughs> <laughs> the Sorry, face of keep a gorilla. going. I'm, do- I'm, do- I'm dogging you. Well, and where Eric's at, Kihei is, is if you look at a map of Maui and that looks like a woman from the profile bust shot, 
<laughs> the town that Eric lives in, Kihei, is situated right along the upper curve of the, her chest, which happens to be so sheltered. Right the cleavage? B- uh, yeah. Okay. Right, right above the cleavage. So what's... Which could be fake cleavage if this was Back to the Future. Where does he live? He lives on the teat. <laughs> no, no, what's the name of the place he lives? Kihei. So is Kihei Polynesian for breast? I don't know. Oh, okay. I'm sure they named it before they realized it was shaped like a woman. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> Some dirty American. Nobody, hey, had that was like nobody, nobody had seen it from the sky by nobody, the end. Yeah. <laughs> Even you go up to Haleakka, you can't do it. But um, so where he's at on that side, they have three other islands that kind of shelter Kihei from you know hurricanes and things like that because they've got Molokai and they've got Molokini and they've got Lanai and all these other ones out there. So he doesn't really get a lot of weather because of that. It only rains in Kihei two days a year. Oh wow. Ooh. One of them was while we were there. Really? Like that. <laughs> yeah. Now that's just that side of the island. There, are, I mean, every every side of Maui is different. There's what the volcanic side. There's the dry side. There's the the wet, lush, tropical. <laughs> this looks like a jungle, you know, and this kind of stuff. So it's it's a very diverse. That's uh, what I expected to be. Yeah, yeah it's it's a, a very diverse place. I am sure that the jungle plays into it. But um, so then uh, we got to the, the the first day we were there, and of course we, we land, and Eric's like, you know, so any, any thoughts? What do you guys want to do? And we're kind of like, well, we want to do this, 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 and this. And he kind of thought about it for me. He says, okay, well, realistically, he says you're going to be in the hotel for those first three days, but he says tonight you're staying here before we can get checked into the room. So he says you're jet lagged, you're exhausted, you're going to want to go to bed. We're not doing anything tonight, but because of that, you're all going to be up early. So he says let's plan it that way, and we'll go drive up to Haleakala, and Haleakala is the mountain. Um, interesting factoid that I did not know. Haleakala is taller than Mount Everest. Oh, well. But most yeah. of it's underwater. Right. right. No, actually, uh, <laughs> you, you, know, know? you say that, I think I read somewhere that it's one of the I, I, Yeah, I had no idea. And so what's impressive, I mean, like, and I was trying to explain to Mel, because when we went on our trip to Colorado and went up to the Rockies, you know, we were up at 11, 14,000 feet in elevation, but we started, you know, when you start in Denver. You're already Denver, halfway up Denver's 5,000 yeah. feet. We were at sea level and went to 10,300 feet. That's an impressive climb, yeah. but it's, it's nothing like what you think mountains look like because it's lush and green and, you know, some rock. Because uh, it no was, snow. I mean, it is a bulk. No, <laughs> no snow. It does happen. It, it can happen. It doesn't very often. Um, so we got up at four in the morning and drove up the cliff <laughs> to, to go to Haleakala in the morning, which is a national park. So, wow, we timed that just right because we got all our <laughs> national park visits out before the government shut down. <laughs> I've been Wow, I would have been too. <laughs> yeah, um, imagine all those people in Hawaii now going. Oh, I, there was a couple I heard that we, that we had this grand ceremony. We were going to get married in the Grand Canyon. We were going to do yeah. this. Yeah. There was a couple I was going to get married Nothing. at the Washington Monument. There was a couple who was going to get married in Yosemite. Yeah, not happening now, all kids. Over the place. Sorry, but uh, that's so we, a whole other story. We drove up there for the sunrise. Did you hear Bob's story about that? Last time the government shut down, he and his wife had planned a trip to the Grand Canyon, and they couldn't go. <laughs> Bob, who? Bob Beatty. Really? Did yeah. they have another wow. one planned? Or? No, they just had this. I can't remember what they did. So they got they got they got screwed over last time uh, the government shut down. But uh, we went up to Haleakala for the sunrise, and it's you're, you're above the clouds, so it's just you know blanketed in, and then all of a sudden, boom, and the light comes on. I mean, it's this enormous ball of fire. It felt like Akaton. I mean, it was just right there. <laughs> it was huge, and it was I mean, it was really pretty. Um, and I got a zillion photos. Did you sing to it? I did not sing to it. It wasn't angry, so I didn't feel the need to sing it back to sleep because I was up. So, yeah, you should be up, too. <laughs> I thought of calling you, but then I was like, eh, it's five hours behind. It doesn't work that way. So, 
Um, no, I'd still been up because it had been 11 o'clock the night before. <laughs> Doesn't work that way. <laughs> but um, So we did that and had a lot of fun. Then we went into the hotel and stayed for a couple of days. And then we came back. And we did some kind of general sightseeing. We basically saw the entire island by the time we were there. Um, we went around to the West Maui Mountains side, which would be her head. There's another mountain range over there and drove around that. And that's where Lahaina and some other things are. And then um, after you get past Lahaina, the road kind of turns into this, well, you're on the side of a mountain. So it's very like this. Winding, winding. It's a vine. You know, you drive into the cove, you drive out along the coast. You drive into the cove, you drive out along the coast because that's the shape of the, the, the island. And it's one lane. That seems odd. Parts one of lane it are both not, ways? Well, yeah. One lane. Or period. One lane period. One lane wow. period. Now, it's a little wider than like a one lane, but right. not by much. Hmm. And there's a lot of blind turns. So you've got to honk the horn as you're coming around oh the corner God. and hope that there's nothing coming <laughs> at you. <laughs> It was an intense ride, and, and Mom insisted, and, and it was kind of driving Eric nuts because Eric's got a routine that you drive up into town this way, and then you come around that side of the island into Lahaina. You don't go this way and then continue on around because, well, that's that's just silly. Mom's like, I, no, I've done that before with you, and I don't want to be on that edge. So we're going this way so that I'll have the cliff face on this side. <laughs> you know, the rock face is over here, not the cliff face. And um, it, it, was, it was a beautiful drive. It was a lovely, lovely drive up there. And uh, we got out and did a lot of sightseeing stuff along the way, including Blowhole, which is one of those, you know. I saw your pictures. That's really cool. And it sprays up, and it was really fun. And I didn't push Eric in, so that was a good thing. Um, <laughs> or your mother. She stayed in the car uh, because because her ankle was still bothering her. Oh, and okay. she's seen it before. Right. Um, so, yeah, she kind of went through stuff. So she's like, there's other stuff I'm going to do. Blowhole, you guys go do. So we hiked down to Blowhole and did that, took pictures and everything, and then climbed back up. And I'm, I'm just following Eric. Eric was very considerate. He knows that I'm old. <laughs> so he's, you know, watch out for the loose rock. Watch out for the sand. This is wet. Don't fall down. Because there's, what, a five or six years difference between you guys? Six. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which, uh, you know, nothing warmed my heart more than when he finally took his hat off and I saw the gray pepper in his hair <laughs> on the temples. I was like, gotcha. But um, so we're hiking back up and he's, he's leading the way and I'm just following and it's literally one of those naked gun moments where I stopped and looked around. I was like, what neighborhood are we in? Because this does not look familiar at all. I've been walking with my feet. And then all of a sudden, I was like, where the hell are we? And I was like, I was just up here. I was like, dude, this is your island. I'm not going to question anything, but this doesn't look right. So we kept going, kept going. And then we got into the tall grass. So then we got to the, and Eric's starting to go, I don't think this looks right. It's like, I told you, I don't think this looks right. So we're trucking and trucking and trucking. It's getting harder and harder and more bramble bush and more thorns and more this. And he's like, hmm, maybe we should go back. And I was like, well, there's a hill here. I mean, realistically, because of that road, we know if we keep going this way, we're going to hit the road eventually. I, there's, there's no way we can miss the road. And then once we're on the road, we can kind of figure out where we're at. But there's a hill here. Do we want to climb it and kind of get an over instead of being down in the gully? It looked like the Princess Bride, you know, when he throws as you wish and he tumbles down the hill on <laughs> the rocks. It kind of looks like that. And I'm like, going, okay. So uh, he's, yeah, so we, we climb up this hill and he's standing there and goes, oh, there's the road. And but literally, we're within spitting distance. It's 20 feet. This is you just just on the other side of that ridge. It's right there. But, but be- you're a mile up it, aren't you? <laughs> we're a mile up it, and between us and there's like a ravine oh. filled with <laughs> bushes and trees and snakes, and I don't know what else was in there. We no, just kind of looked. No, at- there's no snakes on the island. I'm going to call fact, shenanigans no, on another that fact actually because I've seen them. There, no, there is there is snakes in the zoo, and that's the only snakes in the island. I was I was I was you did some research. I, I was I was so. Into your trip, I was. I, I was intravenously. I was. I was. I was 
I, I combed through every one of your pictures. I was reading all the stuff that you were posting. I haven't got them totally, all posted. You know? I was living. Oh, I'm, I'm good. I'm glad because yeah, I'm no, excited. This, this, I was living in Greece. But through then them. what I would do is I'd like go and look up stuff on Hawaii, and I found this fantastic one fantastic site that really had a lot of facts you don't know about Hawaii. Apparently they they have eradicated the islands of yeah, all the there, islands there, there of snakes, are, there are no snakes with the exceptions of the ones that are allowed to live in zoos. Yeah, you're correct. There so are no you probably snakes. have seen a snake in Hawaii. But. I, I did see a snake in Hawaii, not this trip, but yeah, no, there's no snakes there. But there, there's there's other things. It's like we're, we can't cross it, and Eric kind of kept looking at it like maybe we could get through there. And then he looked at me, <laughs> and he changed his mind and decided. <laughs> <laughs> so and we, from this hilltop, we can see the parking lot. We can see where Mom's sitting in the car, and we're going. <laughs> you know, maybe we can call her. Bring a bridge. There's no cell phone signal anywhere on this end of the island. You know, it's like, well, even if she could, okay, she gets the car, she drives down to the road. We're still, still on this side cross the ravine. <laughs> do you have a ladder in the car? Could she? Do we have something we could walk? Across? Could we build a bridge? No. So, so we had to hike all the way back down the uh, the thing, and so now it's downhill. And so there's that constant danger of we'll walk sideways and don't do this and you know all this kind of stuff. And I'm just laughing the whole time. And Eric's like, "Will you shut up? Just, just shut up. It's not that you know." It's like, dude, I'm not going to say anything about it. But I guarantee you, when I get back, I'm going to tell everybody that my brother thinks he's Dora the Explorer. <laughs> Let's go this way. And he didn't bring map. <laughs> So we got back into the car, and Mom's panicky. She's like, people went down to the blowhole. Those people came back from the blowhole. New people went down to the blowhole. Those people came back from the blowhole. And I'm asking them, did you see this one? There's two guys and one short one. And she said, this one was like, oh, you mean that guy from Kihei? Yeah, he's down there. So I knew you made it down to the bottom. But then I'm like, oh, God, maybe they're stuck in the hole. And they got Because there's big signs all over the place. Do not. Because people are dumb. It's this... It's a hole. It's a natural geological, you know, lava flow, whatever it was. And the wave comes in the bottom and goes and shoots at the top. And then what happens to all that water? It goes and gets sucked, sucked back down, down the yeah. hole, right? There's nowhere else for it to go so where, it where, out. where do people go and stand? I guarantee you this has happened more than once because there's big signs saying people have died. Don't do this. <laughs> they go and they look over the edge of the hole and it's like... <laughs> <laughs> So she's panicked to the, you know, I thought you fell in. I thought this may be stuck in the tube. It's like, well, I guarantee you, if one of us had fallen in the <laughs> fallen in the blowhole, being stuck in the tube is not one of the problems <laughs> you would encounter. Bashing your head on the rocks, yes. Possible drowning, yes. Sucked out to sea. <laughs> Sucked out to sea, yes. <laughs> Suffocation from volcanic gas, yes. Stuck in the tube, not no. not high on that list. It's not Augustus Gloop, okay. So, you know, well, what happened? And Eric kind of gave me that, go ahead and tell her, you know you're going to. And I just said, we went on an adventure. And I thought I was being very diplomatic and very cool about it. And Eric got it. Eric appreciated it. And then that, to my mom, apparently translated into, you climbed into the blowhole, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> no, Ma. <laughs> You were hanging off the side of that cliff face, weren't you? No, Ma. I just got lost on the way back. And then Eric, so Eric's trying to explain it. We got lost. I was like, technically, we weren't lost. We knew where we needed to go. We knew where we were at, roughly. We just didn't know how to get from there to there. We couldn't figure out how to do that. So we we had a lot of fun with that. And then uh, did meet a local, a, a true Islander native in her car coming the other direction on that road who refused to make way. Oh. 
And despite the fact that a Mack truck had just passed us, because Eric's crammed, and he drives an Explorer. He's got a big car. He's crammed all the way over as far as he can on the right-hand side up against that cliff, and that truck passed. And she's driving a little Datsun something or another. And she refused to, she kept going back up, back up, back up. And Eric's like, you can make it. I'll turn my mirror in so that you got, she goes, there's a cliff there. I live here. I know what's going on. (laughs) There's cars behind us. We can't go anywhere, lady. So Eric put it in reverse and required that we forced three cars to back up on this road to get a little closer to the cliff face so that she could zoom past us and scream epitaphs. (laughs) That's, oh. the, that's the Hawaii you didn't read about. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure she had all kinds of choice things that we didn't hear to say about us all the way down that road. So we, said, we did the west uh, side of the mountain and then got back into town. And then uh, I played two rounds of disc golf while we were there. The first is really kind of an interesting setup. Um, they had a golf course up in the West Maui Mountains on the golf course, on the actual golf course. They said, can we put in disc golf? And they said, yeah, sure, as long as you maintain it. Well, the guy that runs the Maui uh, disc golf thing uh, uh, just kind of took that at face value. So they put all the baskets in, and it was a gorgeous course and everything like that. And then they came in and said, "You got to mow." He's like, "What do you mean? Well, you have to maintain it because the golf course is defunct." Oh, uh, so he's mowing an entire golf oh course oh, for this disc golf course, and so he would put up baskets of you know, donate your change and help keep the course mm-hmm. nice. And then people started breaking into the, the donation boxes, so he gave up the ghost. He was like, "I'm not doing this." Well, instead, what they did is they had this this area actually in town, which uh, the, I cannot pronounce it because it's got a lot of H's and U's and a couple of K's in it. Mm-hmm. No Q's. No Q's. The Hawaiian language is very difficult. No, there's no Q's in the Hawaiian language. Yeah. Because um, the the eyes are pronounced like e's, and the e's are eyes unless there's a there's a certain combination that you put it together, and then it's got a third sound which is different. Um, but you look at it, and your brain says, "Well, that should be pronounced this way," and it isn't. But then there are other words that you try to make more difficult, and it's like, "No, that's pulley pulley." Of course it is. P o l i p o l i. Yeah, that's pulley pulley. Of course it is. But that's not what I wanted to say. I can't remember the name of the big town that's there. Anyway, um, they, they, it's kind of, there's a rec center and they're, you know, uh, baseball diamonds. It's like Felker Park. I mean, it's just got all that stuff. But then there's this little area, kind of like where our Shunga Trail would be, that was down in this ravine. It was junked up and trashed and kind of nasty. Well, they went in and it was reclaimed land. They were cleaning it all up and trying to get all this junk out of it. And they said, what if we put it there? And they said, well, if you can find a way to squeeze it in there. And again, if you guys are, you know, responsible and keep your trash up and try and help us get the stuff out. The county will endorse it. So they moved all those baskets off the mountain at the golf course and put them down in this ravine, kind of sandwiched in between. And it's a full 18 holes, but it's no bigger than rice. Just long. <laughs> and it's long and then back. You kind of overlap huh. a couple of them. But like one of them is, is literally a washed out gully. And you walk down to the bottom of the goalie and then throw down to the basket at the other end of the goalie. Oh, wow. So, I mean, it's, it's a very challenging because there was a lot of up and down and up and over the hill and that kind of stuff. But it's all crammed into this little tiny area. And it was really kind of a cool layout. It's not a pretty course. I was kind of thinking, I'm going to play disc golf in Maui and it will be beautiful in palm trees. And no, I mean, we're playing on this reclaimed <laughs> junkyard, basically. <laughs> but it was, it was a cool course. Now, the other one I'll tell you about later because that one was really cool. But uh, so, so we did that. And then... Um, Wednesday was kind of our big, big sightseeing day. We were going to take the road to Hana. I didn't bring the shirt. I should have brought the shirt. You I bought actually, the 100-size shirt? No, I didn't buy that oh. shirt. 200XL? <laughs> 200XL. No, I didn't buy that one. 
was a big shirt. And the funny thing is you took a picture of that. Yeah. And you took it from the side. And you said, this is a 200XL shirt. And I looked at that. Because you could see the tag. Yeah, and you so can see that's the tag on there, but you, you can't give in me that's 200 until you took the next one and sent the next day. The more that I looked at it, the more I thought, that doesn't really scale The next day you said, this puts all. it in perspective. And then there's you, tiny little you, standing by the that's, 200. And then I went, oh, yeah, that's a big shirt. That's a big shirt. Um so we took the road to Hana, and I bought the, the after it was all said and done. I bought the shirt that says "I survived the road to Hana." Ah. The road, to Hana, the, the back of the shirt literally says, "Okay, here's your directions to Hana: turn left, turn right, repeat 617 times." <laughs> <laughs> and they're not making that up because, like the little in and out, this is the other side of the island now. In and out, in and out. Now the road to Hana is a little bit better. It used to be one lane, but because there was so much traffic going back and forth to Hana, they you know have widened it and paved it and made it a little nice. It is hands down. It's only 52 miles to Hana. It's the most diverse, gorgeous 52 miles I have ever driven in my life. I didn't drive. I rode in the back. But, uh, you know, <laughs> it, it's, it's phenomenal. You go through three different climate changes hmm. on this road. Wow. Parts of it look like Colorado. You've got pine trees and spruce and mountaintop and everything like that. You go through uh, a bamboo, you know, tropical, lush vegetation. You go through coastal, low-lying. I mean, it's just all over the map. Ups and downs and rounds. In less than an hour. Uh, well, well, it probably takes longer because it takes four up. hours yeah. to get to Hana because it's like this. The shirt that I bought has the actual GPS layout of this road, <laughs> and you look at it and you're going, "No way! This is just a squiggly line." No, it's that nuts. It wow. literally is. That. Um, there's, I think, ten, ten or fifteen bridges that are all one lane. Mm. Bridges on this road, um, dozens of waterfalls. I mean, it's 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 just an amazing, amazing drive. So now I'm going to tell one of the bad parts of the story. <laughs> GoPro. I bought myself a GoPro. I'm mounting it to the hood of his car. We're going to activate it. And we're going to drive to Hana. This is going to be awesome. Didn't work. Oh, the GoPro was a no go. And the only thing that I can think of, because we got it to work later, and the only thing that I can come up with is apparently GoPro batteries do not hold any kind of charge at all. Like, if I charge it up and then take it out and use it, I'm okay. But if I charge it up and let it sit for a oh, day, I think they trickle down. Because it kept shutting off and would not record, and I'm going through the did book. You have it on the, did you have it on the GoPro the whole time? Or did you have it off the GoPro and it lost its charge? I had it off the oh. GoPro and it lost its charge. I checked those batteries. There's you think? There's no way it should have run down that quick. Yeah. Not in a day off the device. Yeah, a day off. On the, the device, I could well, see. Well, on the device. shut off. Yeah, on the device. Well, I, I had two. I, one was in and one was out and neither one of them worked. Mm-hmm. So I think, it was, I think it was just a matter of you, I, you really, I would you check really those have batteries, to. Because off, off the device, it shouldn't run down. Mm. So that was really disappointing because we really wanted, and you know, we we figured it out. We got the suction cup on there. We've got the camera positioned just right. I've got my iPad out, Bluetooth to it, and ready to go, and then poof, shuts down. I've got some beautiful shots of the road getting there <laughs> before the road starts. You know, <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's working, it's fine, <laughs> done. Oh, yeah, that's too bad. Yeah, <laughs> um, Hana. There's absolutely nothing in Hana. There are two restaurants. One of them is attached to the hotel. <laughs> so okay. why does everyone go to Hana? Because Just to the, the road. The, the, it, the, 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 the road to Hana is, is. Everybody talks about the road to Hana. Nobody talks about Hana. It's the <laughs> Hana has its air, has its own airport. It's a tiny little airport. For people who don't want to drive the road, because they'll get car sick or something. I'm sorry. This literally is the definition of getting there. That the journey is more important than the destination. Because mm-hmm. there's nothing in Hana. Everybody goes to Hana, 
And I'm sorry, they do it wrong because everybody gets up first thing in the morning and they go hack that road because it's four hours to get there. And then they show up in Hana, they kind of look around and go, this sucks, there's nothing to do here. And they drive back. And you do it all day. We spent the night in Hana. We found this little bread and breakfast. Oh, by the way. <laughs> yeah. George Harrison like stayed here. Picture. And I thought to myself, yeah, well, this is something you tell the tourists. <laughs> this is not yeah, George Harrison <laughs> stayed here. No, stay. George Harrison built a house on Maui. And while he was waiting for it to be completed, he stayed here. Yeah. I was in the same set of That's rooms. Cool. Like, not even the same building. The same right. set of rooms. Yeah, George Harrison awesome. lived here, and I was there. Wow. That's yeah. Awesome. So that was, that was really cool. Um, and, of course, Mom's like, I want to get a hotel. It's like, no, Mom, we was it's ambiance. This is historical. This is old Hawaii. This is what you want. And she's like, <laughs> I lived here when it was old Hawaii. I don't want to come back to this. <laughs> Relax, Ma. It'll be fine. Um, the sound of the ocean. Yeah, that means people can get into the house. Don't worry about it, Mom. Just relax, please. Um, but, so we went ahead and stayed in, in, in Hana overnight uh, so that we could truly enjoy the drive and not do it at first thing in the morning, which is when everybody does it, because then it's bumper-to-bumper-to-bumper mm-hmm. bumper traffic on mm-hmm. this one-lane road, and you can't enjoy any of it. Um, there's Hawagasa's General Store, which is the store in Hana. And, it's, it's <laughs> you know, they carry fruits and vegetables and motor oil and diapers and breakfast cereal and souvenirs, anything that you could possibly think. I'm in Hana. I need this. You go to Hawagasa's because that's the only place there is to get it. <laughs> I mean, that's it. Mm-hmm. Um I mean, it's a nice little town. I'm not dogging on the town at all, but the, it's just it, it, it's it's strange to me that it's such a destination resort, you know, area. It's such a you got to go to you got to go to Rahana when you go to Maui, but there's literally nothing there, and so people always drive back. So the next morning we got up and we continued around the island, which is not a lot of people do. Now just past it, a lot of people will do this part where they go just past Hana is the Seven Sacred Pools, which starts off we up on the mountain is this big waterfall and then it kind of cascades into seven pools and the big pool and then it cascades down a waterfall into another pool and it cascades down a waterfall into another pool and so on all the way out to the sea mm. very beautiful very scenic um and there's this hiking trail also a national park also currently closed if you're listening to this and wanting to go check it out um but there's a, a hiking trail so we did the bottom part of the hike where we actually walked down to the, the sea and you can actually see all this fresh water going <laughs> and dumping into the salt water as the ocean's coming and pounding and it's churning all this stuff up and you know it's gorgeous it's really cool and Eric looks at that and he says do you know what that is I said no, no what is it? he says we're fresh water anytime you see fresh water meet salt water it's a shark feeding ground <laughs> oh I was like really he says yeah because the sharks have figured out that all this stuff gets washed off the island that has no idea where it is <laughs> and it doesn't fight the sharks are just like, free food! And they just hang out at the bottom of the thing, and all this stuff comes to them. They don't have to hunt for it. Wow. wow. So he says, anytime you see an outlet, he says, don't go swimming there. <laughs> now, I would have swam here anyway, because this was a really violent... Yeah. Now, it helped that, because we're on the wet side of the island, the entire time that we were in Hana, it rained non-stop. Which, I mean, it was kind of nice to get that refreshing change, especially being on Kihei on the desert side. <laughs> but tin roofs... Big drops, you know. It was like Forrest Gump rain. It was just <laughs> nonstop rain. So the waterfalls were huge and gigantic and overflowing. And the rangers warned us. They said, "Don't even bother attempting to go swimming." There's, we're not. We, dude, I'm on my second cup of coffee. I'm not interested in dragging you out of that pond yet. <laughs> okay. 
you know, they were very matter of fact about it. So we did the bottom part of the trail, and then we did the top part. Now, the top part is 1.8 miles. And I think to myself, no problem. I got this because I walk 1.8 miles every day. This is not a big deal. If I go on two-mile hikes, this is not a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> it's 1.8 miles up. <laughs> not flat, up. And it's, you know, in the mountains. And, again, you're walking through jungle and... I, uh, these pictures have not been posted yet, but I, I'll get them up. And again, a lot of different climate changes where it's a lot of mud and a lot of rock and a lot of climbing and, and, and getting up there and tall, huge grass, uh, like Jurassic Park. Don't go in the long grass like that kind of thing. <laughs> like bamboo. There's a whole bamboo forest you have to walk through, Ooh. which is gorgeous. And it's pitch black because bamboo, I didn't know this, bamboo will not grow in shade. It's just it, it doesn't. It has to have sunlight to go and do it. So all these bamboo shoots are amazingly tall because they keep trying to fight their brothers to get higher and higher and higher uh. and stay above that canopy. If you're down here and you're in the shade, you ain't gonna make it. So it's just sprouted this huge immense thing. And there's a pathway that they've kind of you know angled through here this forest. <laughs> and initially it's all like, oh look at the bamboo, really pretty. And then you, work, you turn a corner, it gets a little darker. It's like, oh wow, this is really cool. And then it gets a little darker. It's like, oh, what's this? <laughs> it got pitch black in a couple of points. Whereas, like, stay on the path because you can't see anything. Wow. And uh, for some of those areas, they actually did lay down some some planking and kind of made a, an elevated walkway through parts of that, which was really kind of cool. Because I think that was also made out of bamboo. Um, and then uh, you have to cross a river, two of them, with no bridge. <laughs> so it's figuring out which rock to step on, and mm-hmm. your feet are going to get wet on this hike and everything. Mm-hmm. And so this whole 1.8 miles up. <laughs> I was like, okay, so we're doing this. And you know, mom's a trooper because, you know, she did the thing with her ankle back in January. And so we're, you know, are you okay? You're doing, yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. I promised myself I was going to do this. Like, okay. So we go through all of this stuff. And then Eric's like, hey, Sean, you should take the lead. It's like, okay. So I'm leading. And I can hear them. I'm oblivious to it because I'm paying attention where my feet are. I'm one foot in front of the other. I'm on a trail. I'm in the mountain. This is where I'm walking. And it's not until I hear it. Oh, what the hell is that? And I look up, and there is a 300-foot waterfall yeah. cascading off the side of this mountain into a pond. This is where all that water comes from, mm. right here. And so, yes, totally worth the hike up. Wow. And it was gorgeous and amazing and very cool. And so you sit there, and I, I put my feet in the water, even though the ranger said not to. It's like, I hiked all the way up here. <laughs> it's not bad here. I'm not going to get under the waterfall because a rock would fall on me. But I'm going to get over here and, you know, put my feet in the water. And just like Christopher Eccleston, never bathe in the same stream twice. I put my feet in that river. And then we hiked back out because, unfortunately, it doesn't loop around. I kind of thought that it, no, you climb up and then you Go take the same, same route down mm-hmm. the hill which is even more challenging because <laughs> you know where to step, but now it's all gravity's working against you and that kind of stuff. And I felt really bad because there was, we got, I don't know, th- three fourths of the way down, almost all the way down to the bottom. And this really, and of course by the, with that, we did smart that you do first thing in the day, because then as it gets later in the day, it gets hotter and yeah. more humid and more miserable. And mom's on these water pills for her diabetes, and she commented, she says, normally these things just make me go to the bathroom nonstop. She says, I haven't gone to the bathroom the whole time I've been here. I don't know what the deal is. It's like, it's because there's no water left in your body. You're sweating all of it out. Just sitting here, it's like, oh. There was this heavy set couple coming up the hill, and they're working at it. I mean, you just, they're, you know, they're having a really hard time with it. And we're coming down, and they kind of looked at me, and I smiled, and, you know, stepped off the path so they could pass and he kind of looked at me and goes 
Is it worth it? Are we close? <laughs> and I, I said, well, you're going to climb to the top of this hill. You're going to go through the long grass. After the long grass, you're going to see a gargantuan eucalyptus tree. You go past the tree. You're going to come to a waterfall, but that's not the waterfall. You keep going. There's a fence. You go through the fence. And you go through all of that jungle, and then you're going to get to the bamboo forest. You go through the bamboo forest. There's a bridge. You go over the bridge. You go through more jungle. <laughs> you go through the two rivers with no bridges and through some more jungle, and then you get to the waterfall. It's worth it, but it's 1.8 miles. <laughs> so, and they kind of went, okay. And they kept going. And I was like, man, I hope I didn't send these people off to their death. <laughs> I would feel really bad if the ranger had to disrupt his third cup of coffee to go rescue somebody off the mountain. Because, <laughs> But it, it, it was absolutely gorgeous. And then we continued on the backside, which nobody does. Now, partly because, well, it's not much of a road. <laughs> it's, it's kind of one of those... Yeah, maybe there was a chariot that passed this way once upon a time, but there's really not much road here. And it's like this. And Mom was fretting the whole time about it. And Eric's like, Mom, I've driven it before. It's not a big deal. And she kept trying to rope me in in the conversation. You don't think we should take that road, do you? I was like, Mom, it's Eric's island. I trust him. Because everything Eric does, he just he makes it look easy. I kid you not. So uh, we went on this road. And it was, if possible even more diverse and possibly even more gorgeous than the road to Hana wow. on the backside of the island. And it's unspoiled and it's very deserted because nobody lives there. And this is where the volcanic site is. And the last volcanic eruption that Maui had was back in 17-something, 17-18-something, where James Cook actually watched the lava flow coming down the mountain before the Hawaiians ate him. And uh, not cannibalism, but they, they did eat his brain and his heart. I don't know if you read that in, the, in your research. But not in Hawaii. Yeah. I thought he was on an island further from there. It was Polynesians, but I thought it was further. No, then the, I, the, I don't the, know. The, the Hawaiians I'll, ate him. I'll defer to you. I'll defer to you on that one because I've I got can't. that one on good authority from a from from a from a native. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll defer to um, you on that because I was surprised when she sent there. Then we ate him, and I'm like, mm-hmm, yeah. I didn't think they practiced cannibalism. She goes, Oh no, no, not like that. We just just parts of him. <laughs> oh, that makes it all better. Yeah, cannibalism? cannibalism. Well, because you, you you absorb their power. You know, if you I don't know. You eat his his brain for the wisdom, you eat his heart for his courage, and you let the rest go. I don't know. But uh, so that's where the volcano is. Yeah, so they can. Um, (laughs) And saw that gorgeous rainbow on the backside of the mountain there, too. And that was all really cool. Um, And then did a couple other little sightseeing things. And then Friday was the big surf day. I know you're dying for me to get to the surf stories. Well, because I kept seeing all these pictures of surfers and never saw you surfing. And I thought, oh, come on. You Do you know why? At least need to be surfing. Because I know for a fact that somewhere in my luggage you put the cursed tiki <laughs> in <laughs> my luggage. <laughs> and I was not about to get up on that board. <laughs> yeah. I knew you'd get a laugh out of that. Keith, I figured would be confused. I don't get the joke. <laughs> If you don't get the joke, look it up. <laughs> Type Cursed Tiki Hawaii TV Show. You'll, you'll figure it out. Um, yeah, Pretty so, much. Yeah, that's what I thought. So we, we, we went to the beach, and Eric brought all of his gear. Eric's got boogie boards and kayaks and surfboards. and yeah, he's, just, he's got everything. He's loaded for bear. And we get out there, and it's like, what do you want to do first? I don't know. What? Just, just give me something. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. Give me something. And I'm trying really hard to impress my brother, which is weird. Because I'm the older brother. It should be, it's supposed to go the other way, right? But he's in his element, so I'm trying really hard. So I'm starting the kayak. I said, okay. Now, he's got a little kayak, one of those little skinny hold kayaks. So we take it out in the water. And I'm looking at this thing, and I'm amazed that 
well, first of all, that I'm going to fit in it. Secondly, <laughs> I'm looking at them thinking, okay, well, you sit here, your feet go here, obviously, because of the design of the boat. And then you, you do the paddle thing. Okay, yeah, okay, all right. And then he starts dragging into the water, and I'm like, aren't I supposed to get in it here? <laughs> aren't you supposed to tow me out? To the, how am I going to? So he says, all right, we well, put your hands here, and you just hop up and in. And I'm like, all right. I got in the boat. Hey. I hopped right up and in. It was, it, it was like, wow, I kind of sort of look like I know what I'm doing out here. All right. So he hands me the paddle, and he says, okay, you're going to want to do this, this, and this. I said, okay. So I do this, and I, you know, I kind of look like I know what I'm doing out here. And he says, all right, now here's the most important thing. He says, it's a skinny hole. Make sure you're pointed at the wave. Because if you're pointed sideways, you're going over. Going over. I said, okay. And it was right about that moment that I looked up and realized I was not pointed at the wave. <laughs> <laughs> and I went over and went in the drink, and the hat flew off. Because, of course, I'm the old man. I wear my hat and shirt and everything in the water. Uh, and, and we prepared for this eventuality because I didn't want to be blind on the beach. I hate being, anytime I'm in the pool or anything, I hate not having my glasses on. It just bothers me because I'm really, really nearsighted. So we took a couple of um, wine corks and drilled holes in them and popped them on the end of my uh, glasses so that if my glasses fell off, they would float. It's like, that's a genius idea. My mother came smart. up with that one. She's a very smart cookie. So I come up sputtering and coughing and laughing and everything and look around and realize all my glasses are floating on the top here somewhere because I can't see them. <laughs> I found them. I was like, okay, cool. And he's like, you know, I, I, don't, I don't think you're ready for that. He says, I'll be right back. So he runs and rents a board, one of the big, wide boards. He says, all right, get up. Same same thing. Get up on this. So I get up on it, and I get up on the board. And he hands me the paddle. And so we're paddling around and doing all kinds of stuff. And it's awesome. It's cool. Saw turtles, you know, big sea turtles swimming underneath us and all this kind of stuff. And he says, you want to try standing on it? There's a part of me that really wanted to try standing on it, not for the actual surfing aspect, but just to be able to, because people do that. You get up on the board and you just kind of paddle, you know, you stand there. But something in the back of my head said, don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a trap. And I, no, I'm, I'm, I'm good for right now. I'm good. So we just paddled around and kind of did that. And he says, well, I've only got the board for another 20 minutes. He says, do you mind you only want to swap? Or I'm like, I'll get there. I'll get to take the boogie board and you can take the board. So he immediately jumps on this thing, stands on it, and he's, and he's, you know, just out there. I'm on the board, nothing. Eric gets on the board, four people go over, rent boards, and they go out there and start doing what he's doing. <laughs> this is just how my brother is. Everything he touches, all of a sudden people, oh, yeah, let's go look what that guy's doing. Let's go do that. He just inspires people this way. It's scary sometimes to look at. So he's up there, and the scuba diving class is out. They're paddling around the water, and he's got the paddle. He's smacking the water in front of them, and they all look up. And he's like, there's turtles right over here. You're in the wrong area. Oh, really? And the whole scuba diving <laughs> class moved over here, and they got to see turtles and, you know, stuff like this. And it's just, he just, you know, I told him, I was like, I'm going to send you a camera, and you're going to be island guy. This is our new reality <laughs> show. And we're going to talk to people about the beauty of the stuff, and this is how you do it, and this is how to respect it, because it drives me nuts when they throw trash out the window and, and that kind of stuff. So then we get to the boogie boarding. Now, we went to Schlitterbahn previously, and they've got one of those fake wave things, and I got on the boogie board, and I acquitted myself quite well on the boogie board. People were impressed that I stayed on it. So I'm ready, right? You got practice. And I missed the first wave, and I missed the second wave, and all of a sudden I caught that wave, man, and I rode that all the way into the beach, and it was awesome. I was like, yes! And I went out, and I did it like 20, 30 times. It was great. So we're kind of to that point where we think we're done, but it's like, ah, we got, but there's one more. There's one more, you know? And I see it. I see it out on the horizon. Big swell coming. I'm like, yeah! So, and Eric's like, 
you might want to hold on to your glasses. This is going to be a big one. It's like, yeah, yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. So I take off and I catch this wave and I'm riding that board and it's awesome. And I look up on the beach and there's a rock on the beach. It's like, okay. And I steer. Cause you do that. You mash down on the one side. I mash down on it right at the same moment. The wave crests. Ooh. So I'm now vertical trying to steer. Now this is the interesting part of this. I, there's no doubt in my mind that this all happened like that. But I'm going to break it down for you because I had time to think about each step as it went down. Wait a second. <laughs> there it was. <laughs> so I mash down on the board and start to turn. The wave crests. I'm now vertical. Not horizontal with the water no more. I'm vertical. And I begin to think, this could end badly. <laughs> I literally had time to think those words. The front end of the boogie board hits the bottom of the ocean. I beached it. I'm not at the beach yet, <laughs> but I have hit bottom. Now, the unfortunate side effect of the board hitting sand is that the board stopped. The wave is still moving, and I'm still moving. It hits me in the ribs with such force that, I mean, I I, kid you, I thought I broke this board in half. Yes. I hit it so hard. <laughs> I heard crack, and I had time to think. It was either me or the board. I hope it was the board. <laughs> Knocked all the air out of me. Just because we're just right, right here. The wave is still coming. The wave doesn't care what's going on on the beach. It's doing its thing. I get flipped up and over. I'm now underwater. <laughs> and I have time to think. Hold your breath. I heard Eric say, grab your glasses. I'm not concerned about them. I'm holding my breath. What little I've got left. My head hits the beach, top of my head, because I'm upside down. And I had time to think, oh, God, I'm going to be paralyzed. <laughs> my, I'm going to become that story my mother warned me about. <laughs> the back of my neck hits the beach. My shoulders hit the beach, because I'm upside down, underwater in this wave, going, just tumbling all over the place. And the one overriding thought in my mind is just write it out, write it out, write it out. You've got to break surface at some point. You've got to come up for air, you know? Eventually, I do. The wave recedes. And like, <gasps> Except I can't do that because I didn't have any air in me. So what little air that I had went, <clears throat> and then I went to take a breath. And it was like, <clears throat> and I couldn't get air in. It was the ribs. And it was like, okay, you're all right, you're all right. And I... Fingers, toes, things are moving. Okay, we're not paralyzed. That's a good sign. Breathe, stupid. Breathe. you got to get the breath in. <laughs> Right as I got just enough air that I wasn't going to pass out and die, the second wave hit me from behind. <laughs> and I went and face planted into the sand in front of me, underwater again. So I came back up sputtering and coughing and, you know, got to my knees, because I'm not going to let that happen again, got to my feet. And I'm, you know, bent over, doubled over, and Eric's like, dude, you're all right. Oh, here's your glasses. And he hands me my glasses, which I apparently put on my face. Don't remember doing it, but apparently I did. Trying to breathe. He goes, are you all right? The third wave came in and knocked me over. I got back up. Finally could catch my breath. I don't know what the deal was with that, but... Oh, air, sweet release. Thank you. And my glasses flew completely off my head, and they were gone. So air's like, I just gave them to you. I was like, I lost them. So he's looking around, and all we see... It's like Jaws. All we see is cork floating on top of the water <laughs> they were gone it was like oh man 
So while I try and recoup, mom comes running down from where she's like, are you all right? Oh my God. I'm fine. I'll be all right. It's the board broken. Eric's like, you ain't going to hurt that board. (laughs) Eric runs back to the kayak to get his mask to find my glasses. And we realized that when I capsized the kayak earlier, all of his gear fell out of the boat and he didn't have it. Oh! So he found a mask and went looking and found my glasses, which was, because I was kind of at that point where it was like, you know what? I, I go into lens crafters. I'll buy a new pair. Right, I kind of right. need a new one anyway. I'm not going to worry about it. But he found them. So it was, it was. So what you're telling me is this wave picked you up, smacked you, knocked you down. You rolled over, rolled over, rolled over, rolled over. You got back up. It had knocked the wind out of you. It felt bad, so it came and hit you again to <laughs> knock the wind back into you. Yeah. And then when you were breathing and everything was okay, it said, "Yeah, we're going to knock your glasses off for good measure." So <laughs> yeah. you learn something. Yeah. Respect okay. Mother Nature. Respect me. Respect my authority. And uh, and so that was that was the wave. That was the, the and I didn't have to be on a surfboard to experience that one. I had to be on a, a little boogie board. That now, wave went. That boy's from oh, Kansas. Yeah, <laughs> he may have been born here. He ain't from he, he here. Ain't from here. So then Eric and I played some some frisbee on the beach and did some other stuff. And it was at that moment that I got burned. Didn't Play really, Frisbee on the beach. Yeah, I think. Well, sometime between them. Because if, if I were to take all my clothes off, you would see this very interesting pattern. Please of don't take all your clothes burn. off. Burn. Because apparently, where I hold the boogie board right here, there's no burn there. <laughs> <laughs> so I've got little marks here. This is clear. Everything else is, was, 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 was red. And it was weird. My arm was hurting. My arm was really, it was like, man, I must have got some sun. So I'm putting the lotion on and doing all the, the, the care and, t- you know, all the, all the proper stuff for that. And it was all right. And then this arm started to hurt. I was like, hmm, I guess I got a little darker, so I put some on there. And it was okay. And that evening, my shoulders started just going, and just, <laughs> I couldn't move my shoulders. I couldn't do anything. It hurt so bad. So then I was like, well, we were supposed to play golf tomorrow. Are you going to be able to do that? Maybe we'll wait. We'll see. I actually took Saturday off. I was mm-hmm. like, I'm not going anywhere. I'm not going outside. Mm-hmm. I went outside to throw my shoes. I had my aqua socks. They were just shredded beyond all belief. Not because of the way, but they just kind of got into that point. I was like, I'll buy a new pair. And I walked outside. And as soon as I got out of the shade of his house, my son, my skin let me know that there's sun out here. We're not going out here. You're crazy. <laughs> and yeah, I was like, I'm going back in and staying in the dark because it was... <laughs> But we played golf on uh, Monday morning before we left and went up to Poli Poli, which is back on Haleakala. It's at mm-hmm. 6,000 feet. And it is, as Eric said, Eric plays a lot of disc golf. And he says, I play a lot of disc golf a lot of places. And this is hands down the most rewarding course I've ever played and the most challenging. Hmm. And I was kind of like, yeah, okay. And it is. Hmm. It's the first half is all very technical and you got to weave through trees and stuff. And they've actually got a couple of baskets that hang from trees instead of being on poles. Were they moving then? If there was a good breeze, it oh, could have. Well, yeah. So now it's a moving target. Um, and the, you know, so you've got to you know do this kind of stuff and around there. And then the back nine opens up and it's a lot more open. There's one hole. He says, "This is El Diablo." <laughs> and I went, "Yeah, yeah, it's a local thing, sure, right?" No, he says, "You remember that basket that I pointed out to you before, you know, like two holes ago?" I said, "Keep an eye on this one." I said, well, yeah. He says, all right, that's where we're throwing to. I was like, oh, okay. And I turn around and he goes, no, no. The tee pad's up here, and you have to climb Ooh. up this mountain <laughs> to get to the road pass up there, which is where the tee pad is. And it's six. It's literally 666 feet. Wow. So it's bigger than all the big ones at Big Shunga. Mm-hmm. But it's 
<laughs> downhill. <laughs> and he says, here's the challenge. He says, you're going to get up there. And he says, everybody's got the same. You just want to, because you can get mad, you know, boom, and just throw this disc out there. And he says, you can't do that. Because of the physics of discs, it's going to break either left or right. And you throw it straight from up here, it's going to sail out over the tree canopy yeah. and then break and come down. Ooh, and he says, yeah. it's gone. You will never see it again. So he says, you've got to throw downhill. Okay, so he went, bang. This is the other cool thing about this. I've never heard them. I don't know if it's an atmospheric thing here in Kansas, or I've just never been right in the placement of them, because we've never had that kind of elevation change. But when we were down there, there were other guys that were throwing and the disc sails overhead and goes, it literally makes that noise. And I went, that is really cool. And he goes, yeah, isn't it? He says, it's kind of a blessing and a curse because the day that we were there, he says, there's not a lot of moisture. But he says, normally, this is all fogged in because we're up, oh, where, the we're up where the clouds geez. are. So you throw blind. You can't see the hole. And he said he was out here for a tournament one day and they're in the cloud. So you can see 10 feet in front of you, and that's about it. Everything else is just gray. And the line judge says, they're throwing. And everybody stopped and waited. And he says, all you could hear was, <laughs> as this disc <laughs> flew overhead somewhere in the fog. <laughs> and he says, so, you know, in a way, he says, you're not really getting the full effect of what this course is like. But, you know, wow. in a way, hmm. it's kind of good because you're a newbie and you can see where you're going. Right, right. So he throws his disc out there. Who's the family he's lost in the tree canopy? Uh, several. He has a good suggestion for you guys. He says, if you find a disc that you like, that you, you, you just, I mean, I really like that disc. He says, immediately go and buy two more of them. Mm. That's a good point. Eh? That, a good that, point. that way, you've got it. He says, if you ever get a bad throw off one, you pick it up, you, same disc, and you throw again. Because, you know, and if good you idea. lose one, then you've that got it. Terrific idea. So he threw, and it was great. And then I got up on El Diablo, and I went, throw downhill, throw downhill, throw downhill. Zing! And I bombed this thing up. <laughs> and it was gorgeous. And then it went into the trees. And Eric just looked at me like, "What did I just tell you?" <laughs> I, I I didn't do it up. He goes, "Throw another one." Okay. Downhill. <laughs> and he's like, "You're done." <laughs> now, in all fairness, Eric did shag all my discs for me. He went and went down in the ravines, and he went and you know climbed through the tree. You know, yeah, it's because he knows the lay of the land. He knows where to look. He's for a little him. more athletic than you, too, and he's a lot more athletic than me. Like, <laughs> Well, it's not, you know, yeah. And uh, he found he found them. And now, I did lose one on the previous hole, but it was one of those found discs that we called and nobody answered. And, you know, oh, yeah. the, the number was disconnected. So it's like, well, I only lost one. I wasn't broken up over that because it wasn't be, one of my discs. should feel proud that his disc is now in Hawaii. Yeah. Then we told Wow, I really lost that disc. Somebody calls in. Hey, we got your disc. We got your disc. It's in Hawaii. Wow. How did I get there? Mail it to me. Sure. Um, we told some other guys, and I told them. I, was I like, knew I overthrew that hole. Not by that much. <laughs> If you know, if you find it, it's yours because I, I tried calling the guy and I couldn't get it back to him. So uh, you know, if you find it, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah. There you go. <laughs> but it was it was. I'll, I'll get the picture posted on that for you guys because it was a really really cool course. And then we had dinner the final night, and uh, the most important, all the sightseeing, everything was great. All the the, the stuff that we did was wonderful. I had a great time. I only kind of got to the point of killing my mother. I think twice. She only threatened to kill me three times, so that was a good thing. One of those times, the time that you told her you weren't going to church. Yes, it was. You heathen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 it was. Um, okay. I'm the atheist at the table. My mom pays for a trip. I'm going to church for an hour. No. <laughs> <laughs> he stands by his principles. I stand by, yeah. 
and I didn't. Um, and if that makes me a bad person, well, then I'm a bad person. I'm sorry. All right. Um, and I paid for a lot of it. I shipped no, it. No, no, no. I didn't make, I didn't make it sound like the whole thing was the whole thing. fit the bill. But, yeah. Thank you, Uncle Obama, for extending me my school loan. <laughs> I'll be paying for this trip later. Um, but yeah, uh, the, they the, don't open the government up. Well, that's true. Hey, does that mean we don't have to pay taxes anymore? Nope. Taxes Why? are the only thing that it is going Why? right now. But if you're in the, the middle of it, it's all non-essential. Good news, only part if, of it, if Vintage Stock was closed, I couldn't go buy anything. Here, if the government's part, closed, I shouldn't have to pay it's anything. Here's the point. Shutdown. Here's a good thing. If you're in the middle of an audit, your audit has been suspended for now. Well, I don't know if they're looking to audit me or not. They <laughs> probably will be because they think I'm going to Hawaii on the tax year. Anybody hears that now, they're going to be... Address all comments to Glenn at Traveling the Vortex, <laughs> especially the audits. Um, but Thoughts, the, opinions, and financial <laughs> situations of Sean are not necessarily that of Traveling the Vortex. The, the biggest thing that I take away from it is that Eric and I got to reconnect, and that was cool because I haven't really, I mean, I've seen him in the last, you know, well, I know you said when years, he came but, back here, you guys had very little time to spend. Yeah, I mean, he, he came back for a friend's wedding, and, you know, he flew back for that, and, you know, we literally was in town for an afternoon. So we went and had lunch, but that was that was it, you know. And then Mom's seen him more recently because she's kind of gone back and forth. But even they were thinking, well, I think the last time you were out here was like three or four years ago. She's like, was it that long? I thought we came last year. And he goes, no, you weren't here last year. Hmm. So, but it, it was just nice because that that distance gap, first in age, because I mean, six years is kind of a it's a big jump. That's, that's yeah. a big. Because my gap. sister and I are four years apart, and I feel like we're so different. And yeah, I can't imagine even in, anymore. But uh, so the six years difference is is really huge, and then um, the distance obviously is, is is kind of a big one. But it it was literally after we kind of got over that first. Initial awkwardness. Yeah, the initial awkwardness. Yeah. We just fell right back into it. Cool. And, you know, started making references to the only we got. Mom was trying to keep up with us, and you know, <laughs> um, yeah, we just we, we had a great time. So I'm I'm really hoping that I can continue that and that we'll we'll stick with it. So cool. That was cool. Sounds like brought, it was a great trip. Uh, for you, I brought uh, I, the presents. By the way, there are presents coming. They're not here because, well, I don't exactly travel light. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, so uh, I had a 48 pound bag. That's why you emailed me and asked me or texted me what my address was. What's your address? Was. Oh, I got you. Because, uh, uh, well, no, I didn't. Uh, that was. What did I want your address for? Postcard? Postcard. Postcard. Okay. Did you get the postcard? I have not got a postcard. Postcards? We got ours it today. Might be, it might be in my mailbox. I, I think they, they, I, may, they may have all arrived today. Holly's down on her back. She hadn't checked the mail today. They come in the afternoon after I go to Mel, work. Mel so. got hers today and work got theirs okay, today. So after I come back, the postcards arrive. I mailed them early. I swear the post office. Oh, postcards. Well, yeah, you texted. Well, go over here you texted asking for my uh, address. Middle of last week. Yeah, that was early. Wednesday or Thursday. Early, early. That's early. a long. It's a long distance. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I do. That's the post office. Postcards. They go over here, and this bin doesn't get touched for two weeks. <laughs> then we mail them out. That's the way that works. Thoroughly, can, you will not change my mind on that. But um, no, so I had to ship back all the souvenirs. Uh, because it was cheaper to pay sixteen dollars to the post office for a box of stuff because it's you know if it fits the ships. All right, so I pack everything in that and get that going, and then bring my forty-eight pound bag with me because mm-hmm. if I put any of those souvenirs in this bag, it's going to go 50. fifty, and then I got to pay like yep. you know, buku money to the airline. So souvenirs will be arriving shortly, and I should have them probably by the next podcast. So I'll be able to get you guys stuff there. But for you, um, maybe you probably not as much. But for you, there's I brought back some music. It's the 
Easy something All Stars, Easy Star All Stars or something, and they're hmm. a reggae group that does covers of other people's stuff. Hmm. And Eric was listening to the car, and they did Dark Side of the Moon, Ooh. the entire album, wow, in this reggae <laughs> format, and it was awesome. I was like, I want this. So he, you know, we were trading up iTunes and syncing and getting stuff. And they also did Sergeant Pepper. Oh Ooh. wow! And it was really cool. And it's not as cool as the the, the, the Dark Side of the Moon. One. And then they had a Michael Jackson one that was also. I mean, you haven't heard. Wow. You have not heard Thriller until you've heard it in the original <laughs> reggae. <laughs> it's bizarre, but it's really cool. Very so cool. Look them up if you get the chance. But that was. I'll, I'll, I'm done boring you. That was the trip. So. No, not boring at all. Not it was boring. Fascinating at all. stuff. So. Well, we're Jealous. glad you guys made it back alive. The one thing I didn't do because of the you sun. You didn't die in the ocean. Yeah, no, I didn't die. And I guilted really, you into riding a really surfboard. And, <laughs> and you did find the tiki statue. I, <laughs> <laughs> You're going to laugh when you get your present. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get you a tiki. I thought about it. I thought, no. I'm going to get Glenn a tiki. I would have loved that. that would've I would have loved that. I'd have wore it tonight. Yeah. Um, the one thing that I didn't do, Eric and Mom went off to uh, Iwe Valley, um, which is kind of this big needle area. And it's, it's kind of that, oh, you got to do the needle. It's like, eh, it's a big mountain thing. I've seen it on the pictures. That's very pretty, but I'm sunburned. I'm not going out. <laughs> um, this is the bit of history that I thought was really cool that I didn't know about. I can't pronounce the other guy's name, but the one guy who was the leader of this island, blah, 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 because my brain translates into that. And then King Kamehameha. Now, King Kamehameha is regarded as kind of the big benevolent ruler of Hawaii. He's, mm-hmm. he's always, he's, he's like Rassilon. He's always put up there <laughs> on the pedestal. Right. I don't think Kamehameha was such a nice guy. He was apparently from the Big Island, and he decided that all of Hawaii will be under one rule, my rule. And he invaded and went and just worked his way down the chain and took over all the islands. Well, the blah, blah, blah guy was not too thrilled with this. And so there was this big battle in this Iwe Valley. And there was a big waterfall that came down and river and all this kind of stuff. And the stories claim that the first three days of the battle, the river ran red from all of the blood that had been spilt between these two clashing armies. On the fourth and fifth day, it stopped running altogether because the river was clogged with bodies. Oh, my God. That's how many warriors wow. died in this skirmish, this battle of, of, of Iwe. I'm, 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 no Iwe is not pronounced that way, but uh, uh, of this valley. But Kamehameha wound up going on and, and you know taking everything over and united Hawaii. But it's weird because there's statues of him all over the place, and he's got the spear and the lays, and they put the thing. He's on the, all the highway signs, Kamehameha Highway, and this, that, and the other thing. But it's kind of like, hmm. And it just, I, I, I geek, I know, because here I am looking at this, and I make the Rassilon comparison. <laughs> I was like, maybe he's not as cool a guy as everybody makes him out to be. I just thought that was kind of huh. interesting and a, a fun done. aside huh. there. But so, That's pretty cool. Yeah, that's it. Well, Sean, did you get any scheduling done that we could uh, relate to the listeners? Yeah, I did, and then it all changed. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> well, we, we didn't, I did we didn't it. Really there's there's a lot of revisions, but... Yeah. Uh, um, this week is Friday night. Who is Doctor Who the movie with Paul McGann? Because we're continuing the countdown. We're at number eight. Guess what we're going to watch? <laughs> Doctor the movie. Um, I will not be present for it because I have uh, a wedding. A friend of mine's getting married this weekend, so it wasn't uh, wasn't enough to tell the boss. Not only am I going to be gone for two weeks, I'm going to come back and then leave again because <laughs> I'm not available on Saturday. And he just kind of looked at me like, "You're not allowed to go anywhere ever." Like, okay. Uh, You're but, using internet now, aren't you? I'm getting a buzz. <laughs> Everything is fine. No, I you're think, good. I don't, you're I don't good. think I am. You're good. Uh, Doctor Who the movie on uh, Friday for Friday Night Who, and then a short week for us. 
uh, if I understand the new revised schedule correctly, because we'll be back on uh, our normal Sunday recording time, and we're going to do the IDW comic. Yes or no? This weekend, yep. yes. So that's this weekend, Prisoners of Time 9. So you've got time to read it because right. it should yeah. be out now. <laughs> it, just, it came out today. Mm-hmm. And uh, then um, uh, Big Finish number 23 in the main line, uh, Project Twilight, which cleans all kinds of pump to... It's my second time to listen to it. I enjoyed it both times. Good. A little, a little spoilers there. Uh, the following week is Ghost Light for Friday Night Who with Sebastian McCoy because we're counting down seven. That, you've already purchased that and you yep. have your copy. And that's one of those that was on the Endangered Species list. Uh, that's so, one that you won't be able to find unless you pay a lot of money for yeah, it. So, and it's so, not on Netflix either. So. You don't have it. Mm, probably, probably out of luck on that one. <laughs> we're sorry. And I'm sorry. Did um, But then uh, the following week we'll be reviewing Ghost Light and Big Finish number 12, The Fires of Vulcan, because we're going to pair up a couple of Seven Doctor stories. Even though this is our ninth Doctor month, but we're going to go ahead and knock those out together. Uh, And then we've got Vengeance on Veros the following week for our sixth Doctor story on Friday Night Who, and then our big ninth Doctor celebration where we're going to cover the revisited and our 50th anniversary discussion, which I noticed the poll is up on our website. Because Facebook sucks. (laughs) (laughs) Just going to keep driving that home. Uh, But you can go and and, uh, vote in the poll, and again, it's most representative of his season. Yeah. (laughs) His his, his era. Uh, and uh, not best, not favorite, but most representative. So please go vote so that we have something to talk about. And uh, that's that. Very good. And there's more scheduling, I think, up there, but that'll kind of get us. I'll tell you, I was month. going through the schedule, and I hit this one this week, and I went, oh, Project Twilight. Oh, yeah. Spoilers. Vampires. Ooh, this is our Halloween month. We're starting our Halloween thing. Yay, okay. And then the next I week, I went, well, let's that. see what's coming up next week. Ghost Light. Oh, that'll be our next weekend. And be Oh, we're going to do this whole month with Halloween style. Um, and then I went to the third week and I went, wait, what, what is this? Fires of Vulcan. What the? There's no Halloween there. That's not scary. It's Pompeii. You let me down. That's the same week as Ghost Light, though. Is it the same week? That's the yeah. same week. So, same week. what's Go. the following week? Oh, the following that's, week. That's then, the didn't we put the retrospective <laughs> in there? I was like, oh, we kind of killed the theme. Because Warriors of the Deep doesn't fit in. Or Vengeance of Veros. That's a scary monster in. in Warriors of the Deep. <laughs> <laughs> Murder anyway, is scary. I, I just, it I had this nightmares. <laughs> I had this thought that you had set us up with these this whole month of spooky, scary Doctor Who stories. And then... It petered out after the second week. <laughs> well, but then we come back the following uh, Technically, the Friday Night Who is November 1st. <laughs> know, so, yes, according to Glenn's Halloween. calendar, it doesn't count. <laughs> but it's as close as we can make it work. Technically, it's November 2nd. But <laughs> Terror of the Zygons. Yeah, Terror of the Zygons. Terror is in the title. So, yes, obviously, yes. it's scary. <laughs> it must be. It's like Deadly Assassin. <laughs> By definition, wouldn't an assassin be deadly? It is a uh, oxymoron, isn't it? Uh, just a little bit. No, no uh, that's not an oxymoron. That's a uh, redundancy. redundancy. Yeah. A redundancy. All right. Well, if that's going to do it for this week, until next week, I'm Glenn. I'm Sean. I'm Keith. Cheers. Aloha. Be seeing you. You have been listening to Traveling the Vortex. Doctor Who and all of its associated programs are owned and trademarked by the BBC. No infringement is intended or implied. If you want to know a little bit about the Hawaiian language, oh.